Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. day with some sadness because that's my brand apparently brian hey dad that is your brand did you know that this is the second to last the penultimate football friday of the regular season this today is the penultimate one though i thought about that earlier today and i thought about that when we when this show kicks off by the way it's sports talk mississippi uh sometimes when this show kicks off next friday that's it. That's it. We'll, we'll be for we'll regular be, season. We'll be recapping anyway. the Egg Bowl, and uh, well, like they they finally caught up with you, Borky. They're, they're, they're here to coming to you. take my car. They're repoing you. I'll give you a ride. Oh, he's stopping right next to it too, and putting it in reverse. Oh, hey, Dad, no, he's coming for you. He's back, buddy. In that you. thing's been paid off. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Oh no, the bus the is bus, broken down. That's the, bus, the issue. Yeah. See, this is why you guys should come see us. We're in Oxford. We are at. Uh, we're on University. You can't miss us. We've got the giant Super Talk bus here. We're across the street from Walk-ons in Oxford. Uh, we're at Holly Jolly Holidays. There's an ice skating rink that I tried to get hate at on. Uh, he, he refused. He wouldn't get on the don't, ice. Don't don't. So during a break, you hop stuff up there. Up. You hop up there and get on the ice. There's no skates. There's skates. That's what the little lockers are for. Aren't they locked? I mean, this event here starts literally right now. Nobody's here. Away with We're here, and they're here. They can get you on some hooky do it. They've got little dolphins to help you stand up. I need on that. Bit. I need the dolphin. But uh, come see us. It's cold. It's raining, but we're having fun nonetheless. Again, University Avenue, right across from Walk-Ons. You, again, you can't miss us. There's a bus getting towed. Not the Super Talk bus, but a bus <laughs> is getting towed. Uh, as we speak right in front of us, uh, come by and see us on this penalty. Ultimate college football keep regular season. Penultimate. I don't think I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's I know the it. second to last. Is it penultimate okay. is second to last? Right? Text on. Help me out because I, I've been I've been thinking about saying that word today because I wanted to sound smart on the radio. And if I am not sounding smart, that again, gonna be uh, 
going to be bad for me. But that's okay. I've said dumb stuff before. Uh, not as dumb as the sign-stealing scandal. We'll get to that here a, a little bit later because, guys, the new details of that. I mean, every time we talk about the story, every time there's a new layer, it's better than the one before. This has changed from it being, quote-unquote, better than the one before to, frankly, a lot more serious for Michigan to the point where, you know, joking aside, I don't think they should be allowed to participate in the postseason. As early as this year, guys, they are caught red-handed in the worst way. They've got all three ways that they can be caught. We'll tell you about that. Ross Dellinger did some great reporting today on that. We'll talk about that at the start of the 4 o'clock hour. We've also got news uh, on the Ole Miss front. Some personnel news, if you will. I know they've got an actual football game being played literally here tomorrow, but more Ole Miss fans, at least this week, that I've talked to are excited about the basketball game tonight, of all things. Yeah. The throwback game at the Tad Pad. Yeah. And then uh, this news that we got yesterday. We'll start the 5 o'clock hour of that. However, I think we should start here. Because I would say we should start with this is Sports Talk Mississippi. He's Michael. You already Borky. did that. I'm Brian Haydad. We're coming to you live from the Pro World Resort Studios. We're also coming to you live from, from Holly Jolly Holidays and here at the Oxford City us. Pavilion. I got, I got all the. We got to get all that stuff. We, we got to act like we're Richard and get all that. I stuff. I don't want to act like that, that. See, that's the thing. That is the last person I want to act like. But we got to. We got to get all that stuff out of the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Porky. He's Haydad. Let's start here, as I think we should basically every day. And I know, hey, Dad, you you are getting asked a thousand times. I can't oh. imagine how many times you have been asked about this over the last. We're on day five of the yeah. coaching search, and I, I I really don't want to know what your phone looks like, but we still have to talk about it and lead the show with it every day. At least I, I think we do. Until I got a lot of people made. who are my friends. I, I'm like, how are your kids? You know, what's going on in your life? Why is every text about this? So, uh, is there any news on the coaching search front for Mississippi State? I'm so glad you asked, because there is no, there is not as of yet. <laughs> I did see. Uh, so when there's nobody, else, I, I'm I'm going to tell the truth here, and I know we have some highway patrolmen that listen to this, and uh, I got a new car, so you guys don't know what I drive anymore. It's well, I say new. It's a different car. It's actually a much older car than the one I was previously driving. But you guys don't know what it is, so don't you can't pull me over. Um, I was scrolling through my phone when the highway was empty earlier, mm-hmm. and I saw an announcement from Kansas State about a contract extension. And I thought, well, cross him off then. It's not for Chris Kleiman. Who's it for? Their athletic director. Oh, well, good so I saw that. And I was like, oh, well, I got to, I got to text Hey that and say, well, there goes one candidate for Mississippi State. They locked him up, and sure enough, no, it's actually their athletic director, Chris Kleiman. Well, maybe he's next in all this. Yeah, may, maybe they so. They did just give him a new contract last year. They did. So he's probably probably not getting a new contract this year. Well, it depends. Depends. How, I guess. How yeah. interested does he want them to think he is in Mississippi State? Yeah, you're right. But you're right. Uh, so nothing really. Nothing today, no, no. Why I mean, not, hey, Dad? I mean, I, you look, Zach Selman once told me, he's like, yeah, if you got any questions, just give me a call. So maybe I should just do that. Just call it. Like, hey, hey I got a bunch of questions. Who'd you interview today? Yeah. And yeah just, just go from there. Yeah, what's going on? I need to know. Here's the uh, the contract extension thing. that I saw that look big the graphic size with contract of that contract extension, Jeff. <laughs> uh, JPEG. Yeah, yeah, graphic. or, or Contract extension. So nothing there, understandably so. Uh, It is going to get heated up pretty quickly because, again, this is uh, 
our second-to-last football Friday. This time next week, Mississippi State will be done playing football. And while all of their candidates will still have at least one game left, I believe, unless they're going after Urban Meyer, aside from Urban Meyer, uh, everybody else will be coaching over the weekend. So maybe it really won't get really, really like, okay, information's coming out. They're about to make a hire until what, Monday? A Monday, week from Monday, Monday probably. The 4th. Yeah. Monday the 4th seems like a good day. You know? I mean, it, it could be quicker than that. You could start seeing, because you, you remember, you know, uh, Tom Herman to, to Texas started to leak out before their last game. Yeah. Things like that. You start seeing people, you know, again, let me, uh, in case you're, you, you follow us on Twitter, you'll start seeing things like Ross Dellinger saying Mississippi State has zeroed in on, so a deal could be in the works. Focused on. Focused on. Now, what you don't want to say is, it's done. Don't ever say it's done until it's done. It's never done until it's done. Good advice. And then then what will happen after that is you will see a tweet from me. Sources have confirmed. Ross Dellinger's report. That so-and-so has become the primary candidate for Mississippi State. If you texted Ross right now and said, hey... When you get the news, because he'll get it first, yeah, because uh, that's what he does anymore. He gets it all for. I mean, he is right. The Michigan stuff today. We take uh, care of with, our alums. Yeah, Mississippi uh, State, but not even just state. I mean, he's just right. killing the breaking news game well, in college football. Good, right good now. for he's, him. He's the best at it. Clearly, uh, but if you texted him now and said, "Hey Ross, when you get it, give it to me first. Name your price. What do you think you would say?" How much do you think that scoop would cost him to give to you would, first, and then he confirm I mean, your sources? I'll be honest here. with you, I don't think it would cost that much because you know, for A and M or Michigan changes coaches, then you want to have B first on that. Mississippi State, eh. usually yeah. when it's you, right? Yeah, it's Bobby's friend. He probably probably let me do it. For I would him. love to know. I, I would actually love to know. It just hey Ross, when you get it, if you gave it to me first, how much would I have to pay you for it? Just got one of those texts, like. Hey, how's it going? Can we talk about your wife? <laughs> Man, I had a, a a friend in college that did that to me uh, recently. He's selling life insurance policies, at least I, I think. And like we hadn't spoken in years. And he calls me, hey, man, how's it going? Ah, I'm, I'm really good. Good to hear from you. Hey, so uh, you have life insurance? It's like, yeah. God. We were friends, and you're, I, you're I, pretending I, I'm, to I'm care the, uh, about me. Yeah, it's, Unbelievable. It, it's like, you know. Like Advocare and, and Rodan and Fields. That's what I, I, I pedal in now. But it's the other way around. It's not me reaching out to people like, hey, do you want to hear about the MSU coaching search? It's everybody texting me asking the questions. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. I love you guys. I just want to be part of your lives. You know, how's your kids doing? What what would you what you cook out this weekend? They don't want to know. They want to know if uh, Jamie Chadwell is going to take the job after Liberty's last game. That's what they want to know. As soon as I know, everybody else will know. I don't hold on to that information. When I get it, it goes right out. So, here's a, the I, I don't know if it's an issue or not. Maybe you can just do it before then. But uh, I, Conference USA has a championship game, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Up oh, there goes the bus. There goes the bus. Not not our bus again. Not our bus. Our bus. bus. It would take more than that size tow truck to move our bus. Now you can see us from the road since they've gotten the bus and the tow truck out of the hey, way. We are at Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford, right off the university across from Walk-Ons. Come by and see us. We'll keep talking about coaching searches next. we got some news about the other SEC school and their uh, pursuit of coaches. 
late last night. We'll tell you about that when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Three things in this life are certain. Death, taxes, and Will East is going to play the cult when he's got the control of the board. Great song. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad in Oxford. Donald says, y'all are in Oxford. I'm just down the street picking my kid up from school. Do I need to drop him off with you guys? Uh, if Yeah, certainly if you want child protective services called on $100 you. $100 an hour. So we charge. Ooh, I, I would say one fifteen. Let's get a little bit extra, a little extra squeeze of the, of the lemon there. A little sure. gas. All right, one fifteen. Yeah. yeah, you know we're we're gonna get home late tonight because we're here, and yeah. so we just need a little bit extra. That's what we're gonna bring. We're gonna we're gonna clear what two thirty three hundred forty five dollars, and then we'll split it. Yeah, about a one one seventy a piece almost. Yeah, that's nice. Something. It's uh, tax free too because I want I'll cash money only. We don't take Venmo. Chase says State can't outpay the Kansas guys, not by enough to matter anyway. And patient, they'd be coming into an inarguably harder-to-win situation, at least for conference or playoff aspirations. Yes and no when you're talking about Leipold, for sure. I mean, I know Kansas is investing in all that. Kansas State's a much better job than Kansas. More of a history of success. Mm -hmm. Already, the infrastructure is already there for them to be what they currently are. Leipold is squeezing every ounce of juice out of the orange in Lawrence as it's currently structured. Now they're they're trying, but that takes time. You can't just snap your fingers and have a brand new stadium in a day and new facilities and all that. He's doing a really good job, but I do think that one of them's got a better job than the other. But one of them's a more higher profile coach than the other. The higher profile coach is at the worst job. A weird, uh, weird dynamic. One thing uh, to consider sure. when we're talking about paying as well is all the SEC schools are about to drop another fifteen, twenty million on top of their of what they're already getting from the SEC network. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 the, the idea that state can't outpay a Big Twelve team, I don't know that I totally agree with that. You know what I learned last night, by the way, six million dollars a year is now the twenty sixth highest paid head coach in college football, PJ Fleck. Six million dollars a year is not in the top twenty five anymore. Yeah, that's that where is, you are now. That is crazy. Speaking of overpaying for coaches, Texas A and M. This leaked last night. Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman, which cracks me up. He's legit, by the way. This isn't like some blog or whatever. This this is a real thing. It hasn't been refuted by anybody, so you know it's legit. It does crack me up that the Austin publication is breaking A and M coaching news. But here we are. I mean, those kind of things happen in this life. They they do happen yeah. in this yeah. life sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, you get your rivals' news. Some sometimes. Uh, Jeff Trailer, the head coach at UTSA, uh, who, I mean, if you wanted to, this guy is Texas high school football coach? Yes. That's Jeff Trailer. Like, if you just, Texas high school football, Google image search, that's him. Uh, Interviewed for the Texas A&M job this week. Surprising, right? That, not not, not that he's he's interested, not that they're interested in him, that that got out. In I mean, normally coaches don't interview for jobs until after the season. Everything's done through... 
through intermediaries and agents and everything else. So for him to actually interview, that tells you how interested he is in this job, I think. Yeah, and I mean, if you were him, right, you would want it badly. I mean, you're from Texas, uh, you've got roots in Texas. and Only only um, two jobs better in Texas. Right. The Longhorns and the Cowboys. I would put the Aggies ahead of the Texans. Really? Okay, good, because I was about to bring up another uh, development in the Texas A&M coaching search. So that's number one. Yet your question about how it or why it got out is interesting to me. Is it one of those situations where uh, Texas A&M possibly leaked this to, hey, you know, we're interviewing lots of guys. Dan Lanning didn't tell us no because we're still looking. Or Like, wh- where does this – how does this get out? Somebody, Somebody knows somebody. And so this is probably it's probably as simple as that is Kirk Bowles has a friend at A and M or has a friend at UTSA and was like, Hey, you know, what's what's going on here? And just a simple phone call. You know how stupid hiring college football coaches is? He is a guy that is wildly successful at a program in Texas. His roots are in Texas. His recruiting base is in Texas. And when you listen to him, he's Texas football, man. Like, he fits everything. And A&M fans would be mad if they yeah. hired him. Like, we can't, we can't do any better than this guy? It's ridiculous. This is man. part of the reason A and M is where they are. Though, yes, is they've always been like a little too big for their britches. A, bi- a big reason why so they don't want to hire him is. though is because so of his last name. Do- <sighs> Trailer. The jokes have already started. I think it's a little too rednecky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I believe it. Imagine if Mississippi State hired a coach whose last name was Trailer. Will East might actually pass out. <laughs> From laughing at me, oh uh, man! Uh, on the A and M coaching front, so that's that's number one. They interviewed Jeff Trailer this week. Also, another name that was thrown out there by the uh, the smart college football people was Dan Campbell. And I mean, we talk about NFL to college uh, often uh, on this show, and you guys know how I feel about it by now. And I mean, it. it it bears fruit every single year. The quality of life uh, as an NFL coach far surpasses the quality of life of a college football coach. And so thinking that a college team can go poach a successful NFL head coach is always a very stupid thing to talk about. Always. Yeah. Nick Saban went to Alabama because he was failing in Miami. Th- that, that's that's the difference yeah. there. Um Dan Campbell is an A&M alum, played at A&M, really, really good with the Lions. They're 7-2 and two right now. The, the league just loves Dan Campbell. He just seems like a good, genuine football guy, and because of that, people put him on A&M's list. He was asked about that today because it was reported that A&M did, in fact, reach out uh, to talk to Dan Campbell to gauge his interest. Here's what he said. That's my alma mater. I want to do anything I can to help them, dot, 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 but coach for them. <laughs> I want to do anything I can to help. Do guys. whatever I can do, except except for- that. <laughs> it's like it's like Meatloaf once said, "I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I won't do that. I'll that's, do anything that's for the Texas same thing, A&M. But lead the program. I would do anything for Texas A and M, but I won't do that. <laughs> oh man, no, so. Because uh, yeah, Dan Campbell's uh, he's he's a little meatloafy as it is. Yeah, too. he is. You know, if you told me his nickname was Meatloaf, I would buy that. I mean, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, part of my take is just making news this week. But yeah, when yeah. he was on part of my take this summer, and they asked him, you know, just what does football mean to you? He starts crying uh-huh. because I mean, he's he is uh, he's something else, man. It's a shame that the Saints let him go. I know, yeah. you know, Peyton was there when it, when it happened. But my gosh, I wish they could have figured out a way to have him. Yeah, right instead now. of uh, other people. 
Yeah. Whose oh. name starts with a D. I, I saw a graphic uh, last night, by the way. Um, I mean, we know this already. If you've watched the Saints this year, you know how uncreative they are offensively. Yes. So the the stats uh, the stats nerds are, are putting together putting together formulas of like teams that use play action motion and stuff like yeah. that. And they put it all together and create a percentage, right? Sure. The number of times a team does this. The Miami Dolphins are number one in the NFL in, in that, that number of plays, whether yeah. they use pre-snap motion, uh, play action, stuff like that. The Dolphins, by far, the number one team in the NFL in offensive motion. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are up there. All the good offenses are up there. The Saints are so far in dead last that they had to expand the graphic to show how infrequently the Saints do anything creative on offense. Dead last by a margin that had to expand the graphic. That's how in dead last they are. Something about this season in offense is just not clicking for me uh, in any level of college football for me. High school, you know, pro. I, I'm, uh, there's no there's no points being scored in Brian Haydad's life right now. No. No, there's not. And you might get two a... coaching searches, though. I mean, if this goes poorly for the Saints, they will blow it up in the coaching They will, but I mean, NFL coaching searches are so blah. Brian so Johnson. Blah. Yeah. I, I mean, know State fans are infatuated with that name. Uh, uh, Brian Johnson. I State fans who know. State fans who listen to the Thunder and Lightning podcast know that that's not happening. That's not happening. But, so, but that, yeah, that's it. Offensively, that's, that would be a good choice. But of course, Dan Campbell turned down Texas A&M. I, I mean, I, I know that Jimbo was getting paid more than Campbell. I get it. But one, he's very successful. And, and I, I saw people say, and it even ended up in my Twitter mentions is, well, it's the Detroit Lions. That's not a good job. It's an NFL job, and they're 7-2. and two. Yes, it's a good job. What are you talking about? Well, Barry Sanders. I, I was three when he yeah. retired or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, no, he, he never in a year has to speak to one 16-year-old or a 16-year-old's mom and his girlfriend and his aunt and his uncle and his sister and make all of them like him and even still that kid might not pick his school. Right. Yeah, it's a, it this is hard to believe. This is a true statement. Though. It's easier to be an NFL head coach. Yes. The quality of life is is dramatically yeah, dramatic. Cuz you know it's work. Yeah. You know you, you you know you don't have to you you're you're dealing with adults. Or at least you should be. And if you don't deal with adults, it's just real, the, the 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 disciplinary policies are very set forward. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they're like, out of your hands. You like, don't have to deal with it. All right, and like you said, there's no there's no recruiting. No. There, there there is recruiting, but you're recruiting adults, and you're like, hey, this is what we can do. And period. It's like once in off season. Yeah. So. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the ceasefire text line. I'm Borky. He's Hey Dad. We're live in Oxford. We'll talk high school football when we come back. We got a few of your messages as well. Uh, we will get to those uh, later on. We'll also talk about the Michigan scandal. It is getting juicier by the day. We'll talk about some personnel things going on in Oxford that was announced yesterday, and of course, there's football games going on tomorrow. Mississippi State, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Louisiana Monroe. We'll get to all of that. Right here in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi.
Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. We're in Oxford, just off of University, across from Walk-Ons. We're at Holly Jolly Holidays. There's an ice rink right behind us. If you're watching on Super Talk TV, you can see it. Uh, the rain is going away. It looks like the sun is kind of trying to peek through the clouds here. It was an ugly early afternoon, but hopefully the rest of the day gets a little bit uh, a little bit better. And I made the joke to Haydad earlier. Um, there's a basketball game tonight here being played in the pavilion, and hopefully the rain stops before the game starts. <laughs> Please let it happen. On the Farm Bureau guest line, even though he's in the studio with us, Will East. Will, we have uh, high school football playoffs going on right now. There's been some state champions crowned already, and of course a big night across the state. Yeah, this is probably the most fun night of the year because you just have so many great matchups from top to bottom. I mean, the opening week of the season is always really good, but this is the week where you know, you've got uh, really great matchups from 7A all the way to 1A. Then you've also got some teams that are not supposed to be there. Uh, I'm looking at you, Meridian. Meridian was not supposed to be in the playoffs. They had not made the playoffs since 2017, yet here they are in the playoffs, and they, they had a huge upset in the first round. They beat Ocean Springs. Now Meridian is going to be playing at Oak Grove tonight. Meridian is 6-6 six and six on the season, but they're playing some really good football right now. Marcus Broyles has done a miracle job there. And Daniel Hill, that running back that they have, can really just dominate a game. Oak Grove is one of the most talented teams overall in the state right now. Uh, but they, they Meridian gave Oak Grove fits earlier this year. They played in the middle part of the season, and that game was tied up at halftime. Uh, Oak Grove came on to win, I believe, by 10 points in and. That was really the first game where I started to take notice of Meridian and how good that they had had become over the course of of the season. And now they're kind of getting everything together. So that's going to be a really fun one. In the north part of the state, this is probably the biggest game in 7A, and that's the second battle for the Little Egg Bowl this year as Startville will play Oxford in Oxford. Startville, kind of like Oak Grove, extremely talented guys. I mean, they they are... they are talented with at quarterback with Petty. They've got Braylon Burnside, who's one of the best receivers in the state, a, a huge recruit. And then they're going to be playing Oxford at Oxford. They beat Oxford earlier in the year. They, in fact, blew them out. But you hear us say this a lot. You hear us say it's hard to beat a team twice in one year. I don't know whether that holds true tonight for the Little Egg Bowl, the second Little Egg Bowl of 2023. But – uh, that's that's probably the big game there in 7A. Also, you got Madison Central and Tupelo, and then you've got Pearl at Brandon. Brandon, the hottest team in the state right now, really. And then in 6A, I would say probably the best game is going to be Pascagoula at Picayune, and two very different teams. You got Picayune, who is you know run the ball, maybe throw it twice a game. Pascagoula, the exact opposite. They're going to throw the ball all over the field. I think that'll be an interesting one. Although Picayune is you know the the powerhouse program of the two. And then Terry and Wes Jones. You guys remember a couple weeks ago, Wes Jones won a game two to nothing. Well, that game was against Terry, and they're going to rematch tonight at Wes Jones. Lunch meet, that's the kid that calls the safety. He's the one who called the safety. You know how Babe Ruth called his shot and he hit a home run? Lunch meet called a safety. He said, I'm getting a safety on the next play, and then went out there and got a safety on the next play. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but lunch meet did it for Wes Jones. Uh, their defense has scored more points than they've allowed this season. It's pretty incredible the job that Wes Jones has going on. Uh, in the north part of 6A tonight, Neshoba Central, South Panola, 
Neshoba Central is six and five, but don't let that record fool you. They had probably the toughest non-regional schedule to begin the season. They started zero and four, but they were playing teams like Louisville and West Point and some others. Uh, Neshoba Central is a, a good football team. They're going to be playing at South Panola tonight. But the game I would probably be at tonight, guys, is in Lexington. Uh, it's Holmes County hosting West Point. Two very different teams. You've got West Point, you know, Kalen Hill, uh, Kalen Daniels going to run up and down the field. He's got almost, what, 2,000 yards on the season versus Garrison Davis, a guy who's not being recruited by anybody as far as I can tell at quarterback, but he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got that kind of uh, Jalen Daniels type speed where he doesn't look very fast until he's, you know, 10 yards in front of you and scoring a touchdown. And they are 12 and 0. He's got, gosh, something like um, uh, 2,300 yards passing. He's got 800 yards uh, running this year. Holmes County Central is dangerous, and West Point, who's been to seven straight state championship games, they got to go on the road to play Holmes County Central. This is a dangerous game for West Point. I think that's probably the best game in 5A. In 4A, I would say definitely the best game tonight is probably going to be. Uh, West Lauderdale versus Houston. Houston has that incredible defensive tackle. Borky, I'm sure you're familiar with him. I think Ole Miss is all over him. Uh, William Eccles. They've got the running back Jalen Washington, who's a uh, Southern Miss commit, who's a very good running back. And then West Lauderdale kind of being sneaky good this year. They're 11-1. and And then in in 3A, I would say probably the best game tonight is Jefferson Davis County at Knoxaby County. Jeff Davis County's kind of become a 3A powerhouse since they were created a few years ago through consolidation. And then, hey, Dad, you could probably talk a little bit about Knoxaby County. They have that uh, that quarterback, Camarion, I believe it's Camarion Taylor, who is, I don't know, got something like 3,000 yards passing. Camario Taylor, yeah. Yeah, 3,000 yards passing. He's got like 800 yards rushing, and I think he has like 41 touchdowns on the season. Incredibly good quarterback. I think he's a, a Mississippi State commit. Six foot five. I mean, this kid has it all. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent committed to Mississippi State at this time. You never know with with, the, with coaching changes and things. How like that's going to go? But Knoxby County obviously is a place where Mississippi State's done well. That's where Jeff Simmons is from. So, yeah, big time player and a, and a guy that Mississippi State's very very excited about the future for him. So in 2A, I would say the big game probably tonight is going to be Raleigh at Scott Central. Raleigh, of course, won the 3A state championship last year, but they got moved down to 2A in the offseason during reclassification. So now they're in 2A. They're 10-2 and on the season. They don't have Sunterine Perkins to run you know, for 350 yards and five touchdowns a game, but they've done really well kind of reloading after he graduated. They're going to be playing Scott Central at Scott Central tonight. Scott Central is kind of become a really a real big force in 2A. They won back-to-back state championships a couple of years ago. Um, so it's at Scott Central. I think that's your big game there. Also, Union and Calhoun City. Union's 11-1. and Calhoun City's undefeated this year. Uh, I still think Charleston might be the best team in the North, though. Charleston's one of those teams that once they get in the playoffs, they just know how to get it done. Uh, in 1A, the big game tonight is Taylorsville at Simmons. Of course, Taylorsville, we all know the, the Tartars as a 1A powerhouse. Well, now they're a 1A powerhouse. But Hollandale Simmons has been that team that's been very consistent probably the, this past decade. They're undefeated this season, but that's the big game 
in 1A. Like I said, this is my favorite week of the season because we have a lot of really great matchups from top to bottom. you got a few teams that are kind of playing with house money that aren't supposed to be here. If the season ends tonight, well, so be it. It was a successful season. And then, of course, in the private school ranks, we had a couple games. Uh, we had 1A. Sharkey's Aquina Academy beat Calhoun Academy. They're the state champ there. Uh, DeSoto beat Newton County Academy. They're the champ there. We got a couple games tonight. Jeff, uh, Greenville St. Joe is going to be playing Kirk Academy tonight at 7 p.m. for the Class 3A state championship game. Bowling Green and Tri County will play tonight. And then, let's see, we already had Adams Christian School play Simpson Academy. And then tomorrow is the big 6A private school. Uh, classification game when you have Jackson Prep taking on Hartville. This is, of course, a rematch, and this one should be really, really good. It's going to be played at Mississippi College tomorrow night. So that's a, a kind of a, a quick look at what's going on in the high school ranks. And scoreboard show tonight, as always. As always, it's starting at 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, I don't know who we're going to have on the show exactly. We're going to have a. Uh, we usually have a whole cast of characters here, but uh, it's this. Like I said, this is the most fun night for high school football. If you are lucky enough to have a game in your area, tonight is the night to go out. It's kind of football weather out there, and you're going to have a great matchup because there's so many good ones from top to bottom. Will, thank, uh, thank you so much. That's Will East on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, the program director here at Super Talk. So, an all around swell guy. All around swell guy. And I just, I want, uh, I, I know he heard it, but I want to make sure he heard what that gentleman came up and said to me, not to you, to me. To you. During that commercial. To you. I'm, uh, I'm kidding. When we come back, we actually have to talk a little bit about the games coming up on Saturday. I know people's minds are elsewhere. State fans, uh, their mind is on the new coach. Ole Miss fans, their mind idea. is on. I have an idea. What's your idea? Let's start off the 4 o'clock hour. Let's ask each other two questions about these games. Should we really do that, though? I mean, is that is this an appropriate two-question Saturday? or For State it is. For State it is. We did get this question on the text line. And so we can turn it into USM, too. We can't. And uh, we'll tease that uh, right now. Actually, let's do two questions we come back off the back of this text right here. Right. Does State have a chance to win the next two games if Rodgers and Marks return? Now, hey, Dad, you've already said you don't expect to see Marks again uh, this season. No, no, we changed that yesterday. You changed that yesterday? Yes, we have, we have new information. New information. Okay. So we might see both of them in the backfield on Saturday. We'll get to two questions involving Mississippi State and Southern Miss when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio live in Oxford across from Walk-Ons and University. Come see us. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. It's never too early for Christmas music, number one. It's true. Very true. Love it. Two points of order before we get into uh, our conversation. Two points of order. Number one, I lied to you. Unintentionally, but I lied to you. We will do two questions involving Mississippi State and Southern Miss to start the 4 o'clock hour. We're not doing that right now. Forgive me for that. And two, really quick. 
If you're watching on Super Talk TV, uh, you can see them. Jamie and Jennifer. Uh, Anderson. Anderson, thank yeah. you, because I can't read cursive. I went to a, uh, a public high school in South Carolina where our football coaches were our teachers. They didn't teach us how to read cursive. So uh, <laughs> thank you to the two of them uh, for bringing these That's by. Awesome. I mean, we've got the, the walking bully and uh, the, the Colonel Reb logo painted on these canvases. They are uh, they're stunning. And uh, thank you, Jamie. Jamie from Oxford awesome. and That's his wife, Jennifer. Uh, I mean, just look outstanding. And thank you. But Pam Swain, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce Pam. here in Oxford. What did you bring us, Pam? Man, if I'd have known. She I brought should. us. I, I, brought us holiday brought cheer. Us I brought you holiday cheer. There I brought you. you the Snow Globe community of Oxford to to host this show. It's just not so slow, snow globey right now. It's not. It, we're gonna, this, this, it'll, it'll, it'll get there. It's I mean, pushing yeah. out. Yeah, that's right. Thank normally, you Normally we do this the week of the Egg Bowl and week that's of Thanksgiving. Right. They weren't ready. That's right. The weather just was like, we're going to play. If we had come on Monday, it would have been, exactly. been a Chamber of Commerce. Exactly. Day. Just kind of threw a loop in our normal schedule. That'll work. <laughs> but our show started and the weather cleared out. It's yeah, yeah like it was raining when we got here. The good tidings, if you will. So, So what's going on? That's a loaded question, but yeah. what's going on? Man, this community is getting ready for a big football weekend, obviously, and we are also getting ready for the holidays to start. As you mentioned, it's never too early for holiday and Christmas music, so we are ready. We're getting ready for this weekend with uh, with the ice skating starting, but for me, it's a time of the year when I'm encouraging people to shop local and shop in Oxford because uh, we want to make sure that people spend uh, some time in our, in our local shops and uh, really get to know... Uh, those boutiques and, and and shops all around our community that make Oxford so unique and special. Yeah, because it, it's not just something that people say. It's true. I, I mean, the local businesses are, are the, the bedrock of towns like this, right? Absolutely. And, I mean, I know Amazon exists, but, I mean, would you rather support somebody in your backyard that you know who your kids probably go to school with their kids or, or, or somebody that's got a warehouse out in California, you exactly. know? Exactly. I mean, and will the gift get there on time? I know when it will get there on time. If you go <laughs> Buy you buy it, yes, it's right. already there. Yeah, yeah and so that's one thing that we try to, you know, to remind people this time of the year. We we know uh, some people will say, well, you know, I can't find this and I can't find that. And I totally understand that. We're not saying that you have to do everything 100% in Oxford, but we encourage people to look locally first before taking it to the internet, taking it to, uh, you know, the the shipping the shipping. Yeah, uh, what a giant. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Where, is it going to get here on time? Is it not? But you know, you're right. Those are the these these local shops are the ones that are supporting their kids' sports teams. They're the ones that are buying the ads in the yearbooks. They're the ones that are, uh, you know, buying the candy bars for the for uh, you know the fundraisers. They're the ones that are really supporting the family as a as a whole in this community and and making everything possible and the quality of life that we have here it's all created by those small businesses who make oxford what it is i don't know a lot about accounting and things of that nature but i do know this that it's like a really high percentage of every dollar that's spent locally stays local it is about 73 uh cents out of every dollar yeah. Uh, stays local, so it, it's it's a really big uh, percentage, and you know those those dollars turn over and over and over in a community. People don't really if that, that don't study economics don't understand the value 
that increases within that dollar and how it just continues to Mm -hmm. turn over in a community. Well, you think about that. Like if I buy something at your shop and then you come and spend that money at my restaurant and then that, and that's exactly how that's going to work in a small town like Oxford and all our great small towns here in in Mississippi. Absolutely. And there's just something about shopping locally, right? It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's it's one thing to sit here on my laptop and click, and it'll be here. In a, but it's nice to go in and meet people. And say, I feel like we lose a lot of that nowadays. You, you just lose getting to know your neighbors and getting to know people when you go out and shop. That you do, and you get that you lose the uniqueness of of the gifts as well. And also, really, honestly, you get to click an easy button because a lot of times they'll wrap it for you, and way more beautiful than I can wrap it home. I can promise you that. <laughs> so uh, I love to give a gift that's been wrapped by somebody yeah, uh, in one of our boutiques because I, I mine gets shoved in a bag and maybe a piece of tissue my, in there. my gift wrapping is legendarily bad <laughs> legendarily it's bad. almost endearing when it's that bad but still you'd rather get it i'd rather just have somebody do it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we just you know we we really want people to be mindful as they shop during the season uh to support not just the, the businesses and the shops, but also while you're out shopping, uh, stop at a restaurant and, and, and grab a bite to eat and uh, grab a coffee. Do all those fun things that just make the culture of a community what it is. Especially when you've got a community like this one. Thank you so much for, for having us out as always. And, and shop local. That's the message That's here today. Right. Absolutely. Is start local and you'd be surprised with what you find. We will do questions when we come back. I will actually tell the truth this time. Two questions. Thank you so much, Pam Swain, the president and CEO of the Oxford Chamber of Commerce. With us on the Farm Bureau guest line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We'll talk football when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Christmas tree, have a happy holiday. Mississippi. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi. You at Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday. We're in Oxford. Holly Jolly Holidays. There's an ice rink behind us. They're open now. November 18th to January 2nd, by the way, they uh, have the ice rink. If you want to come ice skating, it's real ice. I uh, I say that because I've actually been to an ice rink in a different state, uh, back home in South Carolina, where they advertised, come ice skating. And you get there, and it was like this plastic with, uh, they would spray water on it to make it slippery. What an ice skating. It was using uh, ice skates on slippery it's, boards. It's 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 all fake. It was all fake. It's a fakery and a shenanigans and a, <laughs> a travesty. 
is the text line, by the way. You want to be a part of the conversation. That's how you do it. But we'd like to see you. A few of you have come by already. Please come by and see us. Again, we're at Holly Jolly Holidays. You can't miss us. we got the big Super Talk bus right here uh, in front of us on University Avenue across from Walk-Ons here in Oxford. But I won't delay any more. Let's get to two questions. If Mississippi State, we're going to do both sides of the same game. If Mississippi State is going to beat Southern Miss, they Typical absolutely must. confident Ole Miss over here, and ULM going to come in here and smack you around. Go ahead. It's a five-touchdown line. Mississippi State absolutely must do what if they're going to take care of business tomorrow? Get them early. Richard said it on, I think it was on Tuesday, he said, haymaker early is what you need. you need from this game. Upsets happen when you let the underdog hang around. When you come out and you punch them right in the mouth from the start and it's 14 nothing, you know, on the first two drives of the game, the game is pretty much over, nine times out of ten. You know, so that's what the state's got to do. If, if they let USM hang around, if it's 10-7 at the end of the, four, the first quarter, if it's 13-10 at the end of the second quarter, that's when belief starts to happen. Yep. Got to hit them early. So you expect both – Quarterback and running back to be available. Correct. I expect Will Rogers and Jaquavius Marks to play in this game. At this How about point. that? Yeah. What changed with Marks? Just got I, healthy. I think I think that he was going to shut it down. Oh. And has decided to change his mind on that one. So he after. I, I think that's what we're saying. I, I, I'm not. And I, I want to say that I'm not saying that he was healthy last week or any right. point. Right. It was just he was getting better and getting better, and I think he was considering shutting it down. And I think with some of the changes, he's decided to give it one last go. I mean, it's November 17th. There are very few players that are just like 100% healthy. Yeah, nobody's and nothing's wrong with them. Yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, Dwayne says State must play Will Rogers. Well, there you go. You're going to see Will Rogers tomorrow. That is a big boost for the I, Mississippi State I would say State Will Rogers offense. is probable. Do you expect, before we get to the other side, mm-hmm. the offense to look different? That's such a good question because I believe, just my belief, not I don't have proof, I believe that Arnett was heavy-handed with the offense. I believe that... He admitted to it at least once. Yeah, I think, you know, for a guy who... He came on our program and said, won't, won't be involved. Don't have any involvement in the offense. I don't believe that was the case. So... I could. I won't be totally surprised if they look different tomorrow, and, and there's some there's some new wrinkles. And of course, having Rogers back will make a big difference, and having Marks back will make a big difference. But we might just see a little difference in the play calling tomorrow. We might see a little bit more of what we saw against South Carolina, where they they want to push the ball down the field vertically. Yeah, and if you're Barbe, right? I mean, this is an audition what too. Do you, what do you got to lose? Uh, let right. it rip. Yeah, just let it fly. I mean, you're you're going to be somewhere else next year in all likelihood. I mean, I guess a new coach could retain him, I suppose, but you know how that works. They yeah. they want their own staff, so let it fly, man. I mean, yeah, I you're would be amazed if Kevin Barbe was on staff next year. Yeah. So on the flip side, what can they not do? It's 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 the inverse of that. It's it's let Southern have success early in this game. You know, USM is going to come in if they have success early. They're just going to keep buying and buying. Uh, I feel like if you can stop Frank Gore, you can stop USM. You know, I know they've been getting a yeah. little bit better quarterback play lately. They've been a little bit, you know, with the, the, the two quarterback system and so on and so forth. But if you if Frank Gore doesn't have over 100 yards rushing, USM isn't doing much offensively in this game. So that's you, you got to circle his number and say anybody but him can beat us. So don't let him do it. We get one guy to protect Rodgers. I, I mean. 
Okay. Um, this is going to sound flimp, but but, it, but it's the truth. I mean, I know we're talking about this game, but if, if Mississippi State can't protect Rodgers this week, then they're never going to be able to. They're never going to protect Will Rodgers. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I think Southern Miss fans would agree. This, this is not a particularly good Southern Miss team. There's some momentum. You, you know there's going to be some a little extra juice from their side because they're getting to play Mississippi State, and there's a lot of guys on that Southern Miss roster that were not recruited uh, by Mississippi State or Ole Miss, for that matter, that are uh, within the state of Mississippi. So there, there's going to be some... Some, some juice uh, from their perspective. Hey, I'm sorry, we're live on the air right now. Um, uh, so, Southern Miss, uh, on the flip side, Southern Miss absolutely must do what if uh, if they're going to beat Mississippi State tomorrow? Hit big plays because I don't think Southern Miss can just drive down the field consistently on Mississippi State. Uh, I, I think they have to, to get some chunk plays. Uh, be it trick plays or just you know Frank Gore busting loose for a forty yard run, he's certainly capable of it. Yeah, they've got to be able to move the the ball sometimes half the field at the time. If they can do that, they can have. And that's been Mississippi State's Achilles' heel all season long because they've given up big plays on defense almost every game. That has been the case. Yeah. So Southern Miss needs to stay on that track, and, and if they can do that, they're going to have a chance to have great success. Uh, Mike asks over under one hundred and fifty yards for Frank Gore Jr. tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll, let me say it this way. If it's over, Southern Miss is probably going to be, if not winning the game, very close to it yeah. in, the, in the first half, in the second half. I would say under, though, because it, it, State should be able to, to be better against the USM offensive line than they've been against SEC offensive lines this year. If Southern Miss is going to lose this game, or if, if they don't want to lose this game, they absolutely cannot do what? They can't fold in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if, if it's fourteen nothing, if State comes out and Rogers is hitting passes and they're moving the ball, and you know Southern goes three and out, and then they get the ball back to State, and it's the same thing, the game is going to be over at that point. You know, you, yeah. you got to have you got to you got to kindle the spark of belief early in the game. That's as poetic as I can be. Yeah. I know everybody gets juiced up for the Egg Bowl. Even in a year like this, Mississippi State fans, when next next week comes, are going to have the let's go beat the hell out of Ole Miss mindset, uh, of course. That's, that's so, the Aggie thing. Is there anything that Mississippi State can do this weekend? Because every Mississippi State fan we talk to mm-hmm. expects them to lose that game. Now, you've got the whole, you know, that's why they play the games and right. upsets happen, and that right. that's absolutely true. But... But large. not a lot of confidence in their chances on Thursday of next week. Is there anything that can happen tomorrow that can change that? Um, I mean, if State comes out on Saturday and looks really good, I mean, you know, they total control of the game, the way they haven't really looked all season. Because even if you go back to Southeast Louisiana, like that, that they first this first half they struggled. So we're talking about they play the game of the season. They win something like fifty-two to seven. I think at that point you go, well, maybe yeah. they got a little spark and Rodgers is back. And, you know, I think it's Rodgers' last home game. And, and, you know, can he play off the emotion of that? And, you know, I, what I would say is the last time there was a massive favorite in the Egg Bowl, the underdog won straight up. And that was 17. Now, granted, Fitzgerald getting hurt changed that the course of that game. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's what happened. You know, they, they almost were able to win that game. So, if State, it happens. But that's the thing, though. State would have to play the cleanest game it's played all year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Russ, by the way, said security. Yeah, you know, I, I I feel like I was kind of a jerk. But, I mean, when you see people. 
I don't have no, have no idea what he even asked. I don't know, but when, when, you, when we've got all this this whole setup here, and and we've got headsets on, and we're talking with microphones attached to them, we're talking to them. You, like, why do you think you you can just interrupt them? I don't know. I, uh, anyway, six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. So those are your two questions. I mean. It, Anything this weekend when it comes to Ole Miss and Louisiana Monroe? I mean, I talked about it today on the podcast. It's it's health. It's just knock on wood. It's you stay healthy and you get a lot of reps for guys that don't get reps. This is a very bad Louisiana Monroe team. They've lost eight in a row. I mean, there, there's probably a a quit factor involved in them as well. I mean, you you go score on the first couple of drives and yeah, I mean they just want to get out there. They just want to go home. Uh, so I wonder, yeah. Richard and I talked a little bit about it with the the, uh, the the Connerly ballot. You know, Judkins have if he can get he's not going to get a ton of carries. Can he take advantage of what he gets early? Get you know ten twelve carries for 150, 160 yards. Have a huge day and sort of shoot to the top of some. I think this is going to be this is the best chance a small school player has had to win in quite some time. And I think Ole Miss did that to themselves because if they had nominated Dart, I would vote for Dart, no yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know that I'm going to vote for Dart, uh, for, for Judkins. So we'll see. You would be justified in that. Yeah. Uh, at least I think so. Uh, okay. Big college football news today. The Michigan saga, guys, is absolutely nuts at this point. We'll give you all the details when we come back. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borkies, Brian Haydad. We're live in Oxford today. So, the college football story of the day. I don't want to waste much time on it because, man, it's just getting better and better. You remember how... When the inquiry into Michigan sign-stealing scandal started and the Big Ten started investigating Michigan and the thought of penalties was uh, being floated around and Michigan played hardball. Not hardball, they played hardball. And and started talking about lawsuits and due process and this isn't fair and this is embarrassing and you got we didn't do anything wrong and then suddenly... But what, then, but then, one eighty, and it was like, oh, actually, no, the hardball suspension is fine, guys. It's fine. It's totally it's fine. It's totally it's fine. fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, we'll accept it. We'll accept it. Um, no more lawsuits. We're we're good. And we talked about that and thought, you know, that's kind of fishy, right? Why would they go through all of that just to do a complete one eighty? There that, must have that's been suspicious. And now we've learned exactly why Michigan has done that. Reading from Yahoo Sports, friend of the program, Ross Dellinger, the NCAA presented Michigan with new evidence this week, including evidence that a Michigan booster may have at least partly funded Connor Stallion's advanced scouting operation and an assistant coach allegedly participated in the destruction of evidence on a computer after the scandal broke. The revelations altered Michigan and Jim Harbaugh's legal approach. Both the school and Harbaugh dropped an attempt to secure the temporary restraining order, as you guys know already. Linebackers coach, here's the staffer that did it. 
Uh, Chris Partridge, that might be a name that is familiar to you, former Ole Miss defensive coordinator for one year as the D.C., two years on staff. Chris Partridge has been, quote, relieved of his duties as as a member of the staff at Michigan. Multiple sources say to Ross Dellinger that Chris Partridge is not alleged at this time of knowing about the advanced scouting by Stallions, but acted after the fact to cover up the evidence. Sources tell Yahoo Sports that a booster named in the NCAA report as Uncle T helped fund the scheme, giving Stallions thousands of dollars for expenses. Journalists have now found Uncle T. He is calling himself a scapegoat. He was kicked off of the Michigan NIL club, and he is kind of going scorched earth, saying that Stallions did it all himself, and he is just being looked at as a scapegoat. Here's what we have now. For total perspective, we have Connor Stallions on video giving the signs to coaches that he was that he stole. We have the paper trail that connects Connor Stallions to multiple people that went to games of future opponents and recorded them and all not all of that, but they have that on video as well. We have the funder of the scheme, and destruction of evidence. I am not a lawyer. I know there's a lawyer listening. At least one. At least one. The NCAA is a kangaroo court. They don't have to have evidence beyond a reasonable doubt to prosecute people. Ask Southern Miss basketball. I bring it up all the time. They got shot to the moon on testimony that changed three times. So the NCAA can do what they want in terms of punishment. But legally, they've got everything. Evidence... Video evidence, paper trail, funding the scheme, and destruction of evidence. They've got it all on Michigan. So what happens? That's a great question. I feel really bad for Cleveland State right about now. They're going to get <laughs> nailed. Uh, Central Michigan, because they had stallions on their sideline, yeah. they're going to get a Obviously, you were involved. Ten-year show cost. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but... First off, Uncle T is Uncle just T. incredible. <laughs> this guy, he—it's like it's—it's it's like you know an '80s action movie. We we found the guy who was you know uh, funding the Nicaraguan dictatorship. <laughs> you know that's what we've got here. We—he's we, funding an entire operation of espionage. You know, Tom Clancy wrote books about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this is going on in college football. By the way, I never realized. We were going to have to have so much legal expertise to talk about college football. I know, right? I thought that was just going to be, you know, us. Where, hey, these games are great, and no, it's that we got to talk about judges and and you know lawsuits and everything else. So they have everything. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if anything comes of it. I do agree that Michigan. It's tough to keep them in this year. And their, their athletic director absolutely should be stepping down from the playoff committee. Yeah, Ward Manuel, is, uh, if you guys didn't know this, is on the college football playoff selection committee. The athletic director at Michigan uh, is on that committee. Uh, I agree with you. He needs to recuse himself or the committee needs to tell him, you know, you are no longer involved. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, I, I think at this point, I don't know how you can allow Michigan to play in the postseason, at least this year. I don't know how you can do it. It'd be different if it was circumstantial or something that you could explain away or something that's from three years ago. And yes, I mean, it is partially from three years ago, but they were caught this year. 
It happened this year. They were scouting Purdue, for gosh sakes. I mean, it, it is deep. Connor Stallions was on the sidelines of Central Michigan, Michigan State this year. I mean, this is all this is all part of this season. And you know that some staff members are involved. You know that it was funded by a booster. And look, correlation does not equal causation. Just because something happened doesn't... Just because they were stealing signs is not why Michigan got good, possibly. Mm-hmm. But there's a direct correlation between Connor Stallion's addition to the staff and Michigan figuring it out and starting to win. It's 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 almost in uncanny how they went from mid-tier, almost Big Ten program. I mean, look at the, the COVID year and how bad they were. I mean, Awful. And they, they tapped out on Ohio State because yeah. Ryan Day says, we're going to beat them by 100. And so they were like, oh, we can't play. And then now all of a sudden, not only are they ridiculous, something what, like 30 and 4 or something over the last 34 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but they're also like that against the spread, too. It's it, 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 it doesn't make any sense how much better they are, especially when you consider not that there was a huge uptick in their recruiting. It's not that they yeah. went from a top 20 classes to top 5 classes. They're still not recruiting at a super high level. So, yeah, something's off. Greg Schiano was right. Greg Schiano was right. Uh, George says it will be a big nothing burger. I, I actually disagree with you. No, I'm going to I'm going to agree with George because everything else is like that. It is, but this is one of the few things that is universal. It's universal. Yeah, I agree. Th- th- there's no counterpoint. Honestly, there, there's no counterpoint. They've got it all. I mean, and what, what's crazy about this story is, I mean. What's crazy about it? Uncle T. I mean, a guy on the sidelines wearing oh, she had a, better name. a disguise. You know, I mean, all him not covering up his Venmo history. I mean, all that's crazy. But this is the winningest program in all of college football. Michigan football has more wins. It's like 30 more wins in second place. I mean, this is the gold standard or was the gold standard of college football. The brand, the Block M. Everybody knows Michigan. Hail to the victors. Everybody knows it. Yeah. And they did this. And and what what drives me nuts about media, because national college football media largely is not in the South. Uh I mean, we get guys that understand it deeply like Andy Staples and Ross, and and they're big-time prominent guys, but the big media companies are not in the South. Right. It's New York. It's Bristol with ESPN. It's L.A. It's all over. The arrogance in which people talk about the South and, like, our broken football culture, Mm -hmm. just to see the Big Ten have scandal after scandal, some of them uh, criminal and disgusting, others cheating the game. But this kind of stuff happens so much more in that conference than this one. Yeah. But yet, everybody looks at the South as we're the backwards, corrupt ones. We care too much about football. You know, some other off the field things that I don't really want to go too far down the the rabbit hole with. But you know what I'm saying? And like that didn't happen down here. No, no, it didn't. And so, what should happen? I don't think Michigan should be allowed to participate in the postseason this year. I think they should. I think it should be ended now. And yes, I know it's not fair to the players, but the players benefited from this. I mean, the most damning video in all of this is when it's a screen, and the entire defensive line doesn't even take a step forward. They know it's a screen, and they just stand up and defend it. Like they knew it was coming this whole time. And you know, Chris Partridge can't be a fall guy. 
I've seen people say that today. He can't be a fall guy. He wasn't there the whole time. Right. He wasn't right. there the whole time. Yeah. So, so, what is it about? He Basically, he destroyed. <laughs> he knew. He's an SEC guy. He's like, get the computers. <laughs> throw them away. Like Ron Swanson when he finds out about cookies. Just chunk that thing in the dumpster. Never see it again. I had a friend say to me that uh, he was like, at least we know that Ole Miss isn't going to get caught up in this because his defenses were horrible when he was in town. <laughs> you never have to worry about Wesley McGriff being involved in a sign-stealing scam. No. No, you don't. But um, anyway. Somebody says, you can watch film and get keys to know pretty much what's coming, yet still hard to stop. Uh, yeah, but if I know run or pass, I'm halfway there. Yeah, no. The, what, what, what Michigan was doing is not what you can get on film a- at all. And somebody says, let's face it, they all do it. No, they don't Nobody all do it like this. This. Yeah. this is a unique story, and they should be punished now. You, we'll get Uniquely. Uniquely. We'll get picks with Bruce when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you at Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday. When we go to the Farm Bureau guest line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Our weekly chat with our friend Bruce Marshall, bamsports.net. I almost said Bam Marshall. Of BruceSports.net. That would have been no good. That would not have been any good. Bruce, we appreciate you as always. We'll start with our games here and start with a gigantic line with Ole Miss and Louisiana Monroe. When you're looking at games like this one, do you I mean, do you like to play these games? Do you stay away from them? It's 37.5 in favor of Ole Miss. And four days after they play this game, their bitter in-state rival is on the schedule. So do you play games like this? Well, you can, Michael. I mean, it just depends. I mean, like I always like to say that each game is a snowflake, and, and, and certain teams have characteristics where you think you can do it. Uh, Lane Kiffin has at times been pretty bloodthirsty, so I would only play uh, Ole Miss here. Uh, I, I I don't know what um, Terry Bowden is doing there with ULM. It has not worked, and... Uh, I don't think he, I mean, they hired him there to kind of prop the thing up, uh, but uh, it was supposed to be like a short-term thing. He, I, he's beyond the sell-by date now, and all they are is just in the portal. I mean, I don't know how many guys they got in there. I mean, that's no way to run a program. And uh, by the way, his quarterback from last year went to North Texas, and he's putting up some pretty good numbers there, so he got out of Monroe. But it just doesn't look like it's working there for, for Bowden. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a change. Um, and I would only take Playing Kiffin here, but there's so many other spots on the card. I'd rather, you know, probably look at one of those. Uh, 49-7, my score forecast. So, yeah, I guess Ole Miss can get there, but there's probably better spots on this one. In Starkville, Mississippi State and Southern Mississippi, this line opened at, at 14. It's now up to 17, as, as the word has gotten out that Will Rogers is likely to play on on Saturday. Uh, another game that you know could be a, a high-scoring game, and the over/under is 46 for a state team that hasn't scored but 26 points offensively the last four weeks. You know, what are your thoughts on this one uh, as state gets ready for for the next week with the Egg Bowl? 
Well, my first question in this, beyond the stuff that's gone on in Mississippi State with the coaching stuff and Rodgers coming back this week, is how many years of eligibility does Frank Gore Jr. have at Southern Miss? <laughs> I swear he was playing there 15 years ago, and he's still there. And, you know, he ran pretty well last week, and they won. They beat uh, Raging Cajuns, and uh, uh, he's tough. So, and they, I mean, they've done stuff with him in the past. I mean, they went wildcat with him two years ago, and they played actually pretty well. Uh, I don't know that Rogers coming back with all that's going on at Mississippi State. I mean, this offense was wrecked early in the year when when they when they changed it from uh, the air raid last year, and uh, that was one of the reasons Zach Arnett's not retained and and Barbet has not done a great job in getting this thing going. Rogers' numbers are so far down from last year. Even before he missed a couple of the recent games, and I, I thought Mike Wright actually might be a better option, but it turned out not to be the case. I, I just don't like this offense. I don't like anything that's going on at Mississippi State right now. I think they want to get this thing over with. I think they are a uh, possible, uh, possible upset victim here. I think they'll win. I would not lay the points, though. So 24-16 to 16, Mississippi State, but I ain't laying that many points with the Bulldogs. So, Georgia was really impressive last week. Tennessee, not so much. It's a nine and a half point line. The game is in Knoxville, and, and Georgia has not, uh, and they've done it twice this year. They've looked elite twice this year, and they've been dominant. Will they look elite yet again on Saturday? Well, you're right. I mean, they've had, uh, you know, the Kentucky game, and I guess the Florida game, and then last week against the Rebels, they looked good. So, but those are only three spread covers this year. Uh, but they've been coming a little bit more frequently the second half of the season. Um, so, you know, the, the, it's interesting. The last time uh, Tennessee beat Georgia was that great game in 2016 when I think it was Murray one way and uh, Dobbs the other way. And Dobbs threw that. They had two Hail Marys both ways like in the last 15 seconds, and Dobbs hit the one right at the end for Tennessee to win. They haven't won since in this series. The last two years I kind of thought Tennessee had a shot, and they didn't, and they were really hammered the last two. Uh, they are back at home this week where they've played better, but I think, you know, by this point we know that the Joe Milton offense is not nearly as as potent as the uh, Hendon Hooker offense last year. And Georgia just seems to be getting better. I mean, Carson Beck's got almost a full season under his belt now. They've got Bowers back. There's momentum there now. You can They can sense the finish line. Uh, I think they take care of business this week. I'd be a little more concerned, actually, next week with Georgia Tech with them. Uh, but uh, although they have played really well in Atlanta the last 20 or so years, but I think they get Tennessee, and I, like I said, I don't want to get stuck with the Vols like they did the last two years when they played Georgia, and I was wrong. Uh, 35-19 35-6, Georgia, so I think they handle it and stay unbeaten. Bruce, we've told you about our segment we're doing each week where we try to pick a fishy line out. This week, one of the ones we looked at was Washington and Oregon State. Washington, number five, undefeated. But they are a one-point underdog to the Beavers. That game is in Corvallis. What do you think about this one? Well, this is one of the two games. I know that Alabama people are watching. I mean, they've got this one and then the Texas-Iowa State. And uh, just in case, there's a scenario where Alabama can keep winning uh, and still perhaps be kept out of the Final Four if uh, in Washington and Texas would be two teams that could cause them some problems. Uh, but the Huskies that year, I'm a little surprised they're not getting more respect and a little bit too much, I think, here for Oregon State. I know they're good. They played Washington really tough. That game last year was really close up in Seattle. Uh, and DJU has been pretty good um, uh, for the Beavers. He's given them an upgraded quarterback. They can run the ball with Martinez and Fenwick. Defense is, is robust. But all Washington does is win. 
and uh, Penix is just, I think he's a cut above a DJU. He is, he is, and this is like, for the high, he's got this one, and then probably the Pac-12 title game, and he's right there for the Heisman with a couple of big efforts, and I would rather go with Washington in this game than Oregon State, and, and it's scary, because I have talked to very few people who think Washington's got is going to win this game, and I've talked to even fewer who think they'd beat Oregon in a rematch, and I think that's all off base. I think Washington is really good. 34-26 Huskies, I think they win. They survive this one, and they take it into the final Apple Cup next week with Washington State as an unbeaten. Bruce Marshall, BAMSports.net, joining us right now on the Farm Bureau guest line. Uh, Ole Miss fans need some losses to happen in front of them if they're going to make an access bowl. One team that does sit uh, is... Louisville, they're a pick 'em now in Coral Gables. Miami had a shot to beat Florida State last weekend and blew it. Uh, will they pull up the upset on Saturday? Well, because Louisville had that one game at Pitt, but I still can't figure out what happened. Uh, I guess it's possible, but overall, uh, Brom has done such a better job. He's only been there a year, but so much better than Cristobal has done. And I just look at the quarterbacks. Plummer has come in here, and, and Brom had worked with him before at Purdue, um, and, and he's been pretty consistent. They've been able to run the ball. And by the way, I mean, Brom is kind of a quarterback whisperer. Look at his guys have gone into the NFL and, and, and blah a few years ago, Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he's really an underrated coach. Uh, I'm not sure he's underrated even. People know he's good. I can't say the same about Cristobal. And look what's happened to Tyler Van Dyke, who was benched, came back in last week when Williams got hurt and they threw another pick. This guy into last year, after Manny Diaz was there, that Diaz was last year, they were thinking about this guy as a potential first-round pick in the NFL. And now he's having trouble just uh, hanging on to his job. He's thrown way too many picks this year. And Miami doesn't have much. They did beat Clemson at home, but they've also lost some games down there this year. Uh, and not covered. I uh, I'm going to take Louisville down there, uh, thirty to twenty, uh, and this keeps them on track to face Florida State in a couple weeks in Charlotte. We'll see what happens. Bruce, I'm just going to ask you about it every week because I just think it's so funny. But we're got a whopping thirty two points on the Iowa Illinois over under here. Do we continue to let it ride here on the under for the Hawkeyes? I think so. And, oh, by the way, there is an NFL total just about the same as that this week, uh, this Cleveland-Pittsburgh game with the, the quarterback situation in Cleveland. Oh, wow. But, uh, yes, and even though uh, Brett Bielema, he said he's going back to Luke Altmaier this week, even though uh, Paddock, the ball straight transfer, threw for over 500 yards last week. This is a 14-10 to 10 game either way. I am hoping Illinois wins because that would keep the Big Ten West alive for another week. Uh, otherwise, Iowa wins the Big Ten West if it wins this game. But, I would go under, I think 14 to 10 is about the high water mark we'll get out of this one. Bruce, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time. As always, we'll talk to you again uh, sometime next week. Okay, have fun. Take care. Bruce, join us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. You know what makes you feel good? When Bruce Marshall says Mississippi State 24, USM 16, and your prediction was Mississippi State 24, USM 14. Wow. So... Yeah, Ooh, the the general feeling of the Mississippi State fan base. I, I know that like the optimism feeling. is ahead because feeling. coaching search and all We're that. All but dead inside, there's nothing left. But but basketball season's here, and, and Chris Jans and and there's Christoph nothing Jans. like the optimism. Yeah, Christoph Jans. Christoph Jans. Uh, but there's nothing like the optimism of a coaching search. Did you, where did you hear? Uh, 
Cam Matthews at the press conference this past Saturday? No. He kept referring to him by his full name. It's like I have complete confidence in Christopher Paul Jan. <laughs> I had to look it up. I didn't know what his middle name was. Well, and then again, but football, there's no, there's nothing left to give. I got nothing left. Optimism coaching search. I mean, well, you've got, you've got that Chris happens, Kleeman, and, and you, you've got <laughs> Lance Leopold, J- Jamie Chattel. You know, I mean, Jamie Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Summerall. Yeah. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. Glad you guys are with us. It's cold now. I'm cold, but I'm kind of a wuss. We'll be right back. He is a wuss. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm just going to let this ride a little bit because yeah. hey, that's yeah. having a good time over here. We got, it's Buffett, it's Christmas music. What's not to like? Get Santa a margarita. When is the appropriate start of Christmas music? Day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's when, that's when I would start. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. I give the turkey his due. I, I hear you. So. Although there's no, aside from Adam Sandler, there's no Thanksgiving music, really. You right. got the turkey song. Right. And he also has the Hanukkah song. The Hanukkah. And the Hanukkah song. I'm Michael Borkey's Brian Haydad, and uh, Kenny Ferris joining us right now, the executive director of Visit Oxford. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, absolutely. And, Thanks for being here. And I won't complain about being cold anymore. It's okay. I mean, there is an ice rink behind you. There's an ice so, rink behind me. and I, It's blowing the cold air right. our way. I asked Houston uh, why we don't have wireless headsets so we could mm-hmm. do the show from the ice rink. I next feel like there'd be year. some liability. Please no. Wouldn't that be yeah, fun? Yeah, I think next year. Yeah. Last year when Richard was here, he skated. He did skate. He's and a lot he more athletic good. than me. Yeah, he's pretty good. They just want me to go well, out why there. Why do we have to tell Richard he's good at things? <laughs> we we shouldn't tell Richard he's good at things. He, he got, knows. Yeah. He knows he's good. I would like. I I mean, I don't think six minutes is enough time, but I kind of want to try it. I played hockey when I was about this big, oh, I and think so we can make that. Happen. But I haven't done it since. I'm. That was like ten. I'm 31. Make it happen. You can do it. I want to do it's it. It's like riding a bike. Comes right back. We got to video it. You know, content. Yeah, all yeah that we'll stuff. get some content. But, uh, so, how how did this come about? Actually, I'm very Absolutely. curious because it this is legit, and and I mean that honestly. I mean, I've, I've seen similar things elsewhere that just don't look quite yeah. like that. Good. Well, um, it actually grew out of COVID, so it's kind of a good thing a good that thing. came out of COVID. The rare there, good thing. Yeah, the rare good thing. Um, we just wanted to do something fun for our community during that time. It was outdoors. It was something we could kind of pull off. Um, so the first year was much smaller, um, and it was on the square, and it wasn't real ice, and it was it was fun. It was COVID. It was you know had restrictions. So then the next year we were like you know go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved it. Let's make this thing longer. Um, let's make it real ice, and um, let's move it down to the perfect place in town, the city pavilion. So um, we took over for a couple of weeks down here, and then every year it's grown, and now we have about seven weeks of ice skating in Mississippi, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, so. it's a lot. So through January seventh, 
Yes, opens tomorrow, the 18th of November, and all the way through January 7th. And it's not just ice skating. I see a rock wall back there. Yes. So we're having our big opening weekend um, this weekend. So we, we kick off tomorrow morning at 11, same time as the Rebels kick off, um, which is um, a little unfortunate, but it's a little Louisiana great, Monroe. too. Exactly. I mean, I mean we want to support the Rebels. Don't let Lane hear you telling people that's not right. to go to the game. Right, that's right. Y'all going to run him um, out of here, straight right. to College Station. <laughs> And so we are. Um, we hope everybody comes back after the game, of course. And we are going to have inflatables, a rock wall. Um, Santa's coming. Um, later and Santa's in the coming day. after the game, He's so you can bring the, the little ones to the football That's game. Right. And That's right. They will be so worn out by the time they see Santa. But I think it would be so fun for a Rebel fan to have on your Rebel gear. To see Santa, right? You usually have that makes Christmas good family clothes. photos, That's yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And it's free to see Santa, um, so you can come and get your fa- um, family picture made with him or kids' picture. And we're also going to have an ice carver um, tomorrow afternoon, which is really fun. We did that a few years ago. Um, so he's coming back. And uh, kind of the craziest part about tomorrow is that we have a TV show, um, Fox Business's Small Town Christmas. Yeah. So when we first heard about tomorrow. that, we thought they were we thought it was a, a movie. movie. We thought oh, they were making right, like a Hallmark right, movie. Right, right. Well, most people have. So it's really a TV show based on... <laughs> business yes. um yes and so it kind of grew out of covid this is its third season um and so uh the the producer of it and owner of the show megan alexander also is um a, a tv personality on other things but she this is kind of her pet project she loves christmas she loves small towns and she loves businesses so this is kind of putting them all together and um she's going to be here in oxford through monday so we're going to she here now she is not. Oh, I was about to say, now. can we get her we get down her here so we can so we can be on she, TV? Yeah. She would have loved that, but she does not get into town until tomorrow. Um, she'll be here just in time for Santa okay. and um, her film crew, and then they'll be everywhere all week. Now, this ice carver, will they do a bust of Richard, or how does that work? <laughs> um, I believe the plan tomorrow is actually a reindeer. So uh, sorry, wow. sorry, Richard. I guess but it's a reindeer I guess. tomorrow. Yeah. A very cross Christmas. It's an incredible idea, though. You know what's funny about him? He's in Boca right now. Yeah, he's out there in the palm trees. He's probably warm where he is. I'm sure. Listening to Buffett. Just yeah. like we were now. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well. So what else is going on this uh, this Christmas time? Absolutely. Well, so that all, that's all that happens tomorrow. And then on Sunday, my favorite day of the year in Oxford, we light up the town. So we light the square. Um, Santa will also be there. So oh, is somebody Christmas. doing the? We're, we're not doing the Lane Kiffin oh. um, Christmas vacation thing again. Or um, One of the funniest images of I Lane mean, Kiffin with that goofy smile plugging a thing. I know, I know. So we're not doing that. The mayor's going to light the light. She's going to have some special guests, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, the mayor of this great city once referred to me as a rock star, so I love uh, her. She did. Well, she is also a rock star. She is. So there I you love go. her. She's there great. you go. Yeah. Thank you so much. Kenny Ferris, Executive <laughs> Director of Visit Oxford. At the end of the uh, 5 sure o'clock will. hour. We'll hear from her again hour. in about an hour. Come see us. We are at Holly Jolly Holidays right across from Walk-Ons here in Oxford. Everything gets underway tomorrow, though. So bring the family if you're in the area. Sports Talk Mississippi College Football Fix is next. Some personnel news on the Ole Miss football team. We'll tell you what that means when we come back. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. 
Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. We are in Oxford. Holly Jolly Holidays right across from Walk-Ons off of University Avenue. Come by and see us. A few of you have already. We appreciate those of you that did. There's uh, The town's kind of buzzing right now. You've got a basketball game tonight. And, Jeff, to answer your question, as I understand it, the basketball game tonight is radio only. I know uh, that Kellum said last night on the, uh, the coaches' show, that they were looking into trying to figure out to get it streaming may or may not happen. Uh, who knows? But uh, the initial promotion was radio only because they're truly flashing back. Just, just send Houston over there with this contraption and he'll, he'll get it streamed. Put it on. I mean, I, I guess there was, you know, people were wondering, you know, why is that? Well, I think in part because it's not set up for that anymore. Uh, would, That's would be very possible. Part of yeah. the uh, the issue. They sold it out, though. I mean, eight thousand tickets for Sam Houston State in, in November. So that clearly the promotion uh, did well uh, from a financial perspective. Uh, but something else happened on the coaches show last night, and so let's talk about that right now. For the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Unfortunately, it rained today, so hopefully Richard's car. Uh, was parked in his garage. When he gets back, he's going to look at that thing and go, oh, <laughs> a little dirty. Hey, pile in, kids. We're coming home in a new truck. That's right. Christmas is coming. You want to gift the ultimate gift of Ford F-150. It's been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. Test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. So... It's quote-unquote breaking news, although there is an element of, did you expect something different? Still, uh, Lane Kiffin revealed last night that Jackson Dart has made his intentions clear uh, with him and the coaching staff and the roster that he will return to Ole Miss in 2024. He will not consider the NFL. He will not put his name in the transfer portal. That Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart will return to the team in 2024. And that's been something uh, that they've been working on uh, for a little while, as I understand it. Um, And they wanted to go ahead and just kind of get it out of the way now as the season's about to end. I mean, let's call it what it is. They're about to start negotiating with guys that have COVID years to try to get them to come back as opposed to maybe being a late-round NFL guy or portaling themselves. And so they found it important to go ahead and get this out there now to build momentum behind the quarterbacks returning. You should, too, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Jackson Dart will be back for Ole Miss next year. And, you know, on top of that, you you got to – you got to know what your budgets are. You know, yeah. if, if Dart's leaving, that frees up nil money for someone else. And if yes. he's staying, then we got to. You know, I mean, there's accounting to be done, and that's that's not you know that's not illegal anymore. You got to when you talk about having a payroll to meet, that yep. used to be a bad thing. Now it's a good thing. Um, for for Ole Miss, this is tremendous news because Judkins is obviously back. He's a true sophomore. He can't declare for the NFL draft just yet, anyway. So Judkins and Dart. But far and away, the best backfield in the SEC would to start the season next year. Mm. Um, 
far and away one of the top backfields in the country. That is a tremendous building block to work around. Uh, and players, like you just sort of kind of mentioned, are going to want to come play with them. You know, receivers, they're going to see, man, Trey Harris came in there. Malik Heath came in there as transfers. They had huge years. I can do that too. Yeah. Uh, offensive linemen will be like, man, I, I can block for this guy. The, the system makes it easy. We can do that. Defensive guys will be like, well, we're going to get points on the board to protect us. So we, you know, it, it, all, it all spins from that. So really good for Ole Miss. For Dart, this is the smart move. He's a good quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. There's no question about that. But this is an incredible quarterback class. This is one of the best we've ever had. This is yeah. like, if you're an old-timer like me, you think about the class of 83 with Elway and Marino and those guys. This is going to be, you know, in terms of hype, similar to that. Uh, with Caleb Williams, with Drake May, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels has worked his way into the first-round conversation. Quinn Ewers says he'll he'll be back next year. And that made me think, Michael, and I made you laugh. I was thinking about Dart. I was like, okay, looking at my all-SEC team for next year. Carson Beck, first-team all-SEC quarterback. Yeah. Is Dart my second-team guy? And I was thinking, yeah, he probably is. And then my brain went, nope, because Quinn Ewers will be in the SEC next year. So that is a uh, that is a, a a huge win for Ole Miss though to get him back. It it, it means that you know they won ten games this year. I, I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but I mean I know it's an SEC schedule. I know they don't play Alabama. I know they don't play Auburn. So great chance to be a nine ten win yeah. season next year. And we get this message, and, and there's truth to it. He says Dart is staying. Okay, where was he going to go? I mean, th- there is an element to that. I mean, I, I would have been surprised had he been anywhere else besides Ole Miss next year, but he could I mean, have gone pro. He could have. And he'd be a second day pick. And, and guys, this is the nature of college football. He could have put his name in the portal, gotten a million bucks and gone somewhere else. I mean, you know how many programs would kill to have Jackson Dart on their team next year? Yeah. Is he a grad? I assume he could be. Yeah, so, I mean, that, so that, that possibility exists that he could have been like, you know what? I'm on yeah. to greener pa- you know. I don't know what greener pastures are when you're winning ten games, but you know, I mean, could have done it. That being said, <laughs> I guess Milrose back next year. But yeah, but I was thinking, thinking Alabama. But I mean, you know, Auburn's going to be looking for a quarterback. That's not greener but, pastures. Though. No, no, it's not. But uh, point being, it, he could have gone, and, and th- this means a lot of things. It is the right decision. You're exactly right. I mean, him possibly going to the NFL, I think he is an NFL quarterback, but there's still room to grow. I would have advised him to stay in school. He clearly has taken a step forward, but there's another step to be taken if he's going to be a true NFL prospect. And, I mean, what this can set up for Ole Miss. So you've got quarterback returning. Presumably you've got... Uh, running back returning. Uh, Bentley has a COVID year, I believe, if he wants it. I think Trey Harris is gone, but he's got a, he's, he's got a year if he wants yeah. it. Watkins uh, can return. Dayton Wade can return. You've got Pegues on the defensive line. You, you, I mean, you have a bunch of players on this team that are either going to come back or, or have the opportunity with a COVID year to come back. And so when you look at, especially on offense, what they will have returning uh, the the hype machine coming off of a possible ten win season, going into the playoff year with a three year starter at quarterback and Judkins next to him in the backfield, mm-hmm. with Watkins and Wade returning at receiver, and 
I mean, I've heard some names. There's, they're, they're going to bring in one in the portal. Uh, so th- there's going to be a metric ton of momentum going into next season, and it will be justified considering what they will have returning, especially at the most important position uh, on the field. And you got to keep in mind, too, he's young. He, he, this is his third year getting starts in college. He's yeah. 20. Hey, he's a true junior. He's 20 years old, yeah. and he's young for a junior. Even. Yeah. He'll, he'll be 20, uh, uh, 21 next year in his fourth year getting starts in college. So um, he's a young quarterback, still has room to grow, but it uh, having a guy like that around is, is – here, breaking news, more at 11. Having a good quarterback is good, but but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. There's not a whole lot of teams going, man, if we were just a little worse at the quarterback position, we'd be hell on wheels. And I know nobody's saying that. So, yeah, really good news for Ole Miss. Um, it's going to be so interesting when you look at, at the quarterback position in this state next year because I think Rodgers is gone. I think Rodgers will transfer. I mean, I say go pro. I don't think he'll be drafted or anything like that. But I, I just feel like his last two games at Mississippi State are coming up. Mm-hmm. And so State will be in the portal for a quarterback next year. I think you know, they're, not, they're definitely not. You haven't seen enough from Parson to turn it over to him. No. So you know, and you got to see, you know, who's the new coach going to be, and what what kind of system does he want to run, and what is he going to be doing? So a lot, a lot of questions for Mississippi State, and then Ole Miss has stability. Mm-hmm. They have the, you know, they have they have Dart coming back, and that's why. I mean, right now Ole Miss is probably. I mean, when you think about preseason rankings, having your quarterback back, a good quarterback back. Is half the battle in preseason rankings, yep. and so you're probably talking about a team that's probably a top 15 team to start the season. If they, hell, if they win 11 games, let's pretend for a second they win the Egg Bowl and then they get the bowl game, they'll be a top 10 team entering next year. Yes, they will. Yeah, it should, it should be. Will they be there? An 11 and two we'll team. Yeah, no, that 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 that, that tracks. Mm-hmm. And and what's so funny about quarterback recruiting in the portal is you would think I mean it's highly competitive. Don't get me wrong, highly highly competitive. Defensive like impact defensive linemen don't really exist in the transfer portal. If if they do, they get gobbled up quickly. But there's not many. It's it's hard to find them. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are very capable of coming in and being really really good that hit the transfer portal every, every year, year at this rate. Every so the, the opportunity will be there. State will have to grab one, that, and and they will. Uh, we did get this question, and, and we'll do it after Food Friday, because if you're going to get a quarterback in the portal, you, you got to pay for him. Mississippi State has made uh, some headway in the ability to pay for them. We will uh, we'll get to that after Food Friday, but we have to get to Food Friday presented by Polks when we come back. Text us, what are you cooking this weekend? I know you got some home games, but still, what's going on the grill? Let us know. 601-879-4395 is the text line. We'll get to those when we come back. What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Forky 
and hate out with you. Holly Jolly Holidays in Oxford get started tomorrow, but you can come see us right now. We're across from Walk-Ons just off of University Avenue. You can see the, well, it's getting dark. You probably can't see the bus as well, but we are lit up like a you Christmas tree. You can't miss us. Come by and see That's us. That's not an inflatable. It's just me. Oh, not anymore. Those jokes don't land like they used they, to. They still land. They still land. I bet Will laughed. Will, did you laugh? Will? I'm <laughs> still laughing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, before we get to Food Friday, we did get this question. It's a popular question with the announcement that Dart's returning. Uh, John asked, will Walker Howard stay at Old Miss? Well, uh, he really doesn't have a choice, uh, frankly. And I, I hate to put it that way because it... it by all accounts, uh, there, the, there's no desire uh, from his perspective to go somewhere else. But um, the NCAA is denying waivers. Uh, I mean, they, he would have no real grounds to stand on waiver-wise. I mean, I, I have a feeling when he transferred the old, to Ole Miss, the expectation was uh, the quarterbacks in front of him would be gone in 2024, but he still has three years of eligibility left. And, and when you think about it, there's no Spencer Sanders. He is definitely gone. He'll go through the spring, uh, getting a ton of reps in the summer, in fall camp, and then uh, training camp. And, like, they play Furman. And with all due respect to my number two Paladins, he'll play in that game. He'll play in that game. And, and knock on wood, the other you hate to say it like this. To me. What's his name, Simmons? Simmons. He's going to play baseball. Okay. He's got to have something to do. He's he will. I will be amazed if he ever takes a snap at under center. Yeah, he's he'll be pitching for uh, for Ole Miss right. in the spring, and I, he's young too. Yeah, he's he's seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he'll he'll and he's one. You, you hate to say it like this, but it's the nature of football. One play away from being the guy. Yeah, so you're right. It, it's it's not ideal for him, I'd imagine, but. He can't really go anywhere anyway. So uh, it is time right now, though. Uh, we can't delay any more for Food Friday. And uh, we'll have to do a special one next week because it's Thanksgiving. We'll have to do a Food Wednesday, I guess, and well, talk can. about my, my My Thanksgiving is on Saturday. So. Oh, well, we might do it Friday. I mean, we could double up. We'll double up. Uh, we'll, double we'll double up. up. But uh, what are you guys cooking this weekend? Let us know. 601-879-4395. That's the text line. 601-879-4395. Uh, some of the most fun we have on this show is talking about grilling, cooking out. Sometimes it's more enjoyable than our sports teams. I- I'm excited to not watch the Saints on Sunday. I'll be cooking Polk's Cajun sausage, though, in honor of the bad Saints. I'm going to try to do a gumbo myself, but we'll talk about that here uh, in a little bit. So picky people pick Polk's. Polk'sMeat.com is the website. If you go to the meat department in your grocery store and they don't have Polk's, remind them to get it, and they will for you. It's a Mississippi company. Uh, when you're driving to Hattiesburg, from Jackson, you drive right past the facility right there uh, off of uh, right. off of 49 there. So, again, no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks. I am not professional enough to say that as fast as Richard. That's okay. Brian Haydad, hey. what are you cooking this weekend? Nada. None at all. Next weekend's the big cooking weekend. I mean, am I going to eat? Yeah. Am I going to cook something? Probably. But, like... It might just be like some baked chicken and roast potatoes or something like that. I now I will say this: I have. Crack. Do you know how healthy that is? It's it's not bad. That, that's healthy. It's I know. Yeah. Now that said, I've cracked the code on on baked on roast potatoes. Yeah. And they, they're they're not very healthy the way I do them because there's a big scoop of bacon grease in the pan. That's but, right. But yeah, I figured out how to make them like like you could. It's like, it feels like you could take a, a hammer and crack them, but as soon as you bite in, it just. I saw like, like mashed potatoes. You're, you're going to love this. At least I think you are. Right. I saw a recipe for 
the guy had red potatoes, and he cut just a little bit of the top off, just cut the top off, and microwaved them for, I think, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. and then hollowed out and scooped out the inside of the potato. Yeah. And filled it with, uh, he had a, a shredded meat, but he also said do it with buffalo chicken. Filled it mm-hmm. with that. So fill it with buffalo chicken mm-hmm. and top it with cheese and put it in the broiler. That and sounds he's got great. like a buffalo chicken potato, potato bomb. bomb. Yeah. yeah. I think that's sure. Sure. So that's, yeah. We're going to, you know, next week, this this segment for me, I will have, it'll be epic. But that's week. Saturday for you, though. Yeah, I do it on Saturday because I, I can't with the egg yeah. bowl in my stomach. I can't. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all, yeah. So it's been said multiple times, by the way, speaking of the Egg Bowl and Thanksgiving and food and all that. Yeah, yeah. That people, it seems like people just kind of anticipate the Egg Bowl moving. Is there anything, like, insider that? Uh, no, but, I mean, I'm just smart enough to know that Texas, Texas A&M is a bigger draw. And they used to play it on Thanksgiving. And so they'll probably go back to it. I would think they'll go back to it. Somebody says, I'll use Polks and a gumbo if I get a shout-out. Well, you didn't give us your name, so uh, consider that Consider that your shout-out. Yes, use Polks and a gumbo because there's no better sausage that you can get. I, that's what I'll be cooking this weekend. It's an Indianola, as far as I can tell. I, I, Jack. Jack and Indianola. Jack and Indianola, yes. There you go. Use Polks in your gumbo like I will be. I think on Sunday, I, I mean, I've just got a generic recipe. I, I would love to sit here and say, my gumbo recipe is great. It's probably not. I found it on the Internet. It works. It's good. It's It gets the job done. Yeah. I, I, I've had it better in the city of New Orleans, but it's fine, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So what do we got here? Nathan and Newton, bacon-wrapped shrimp, baby back hey. ribs, Polk smoked sausage. That sounds fantastic. He also he, he, he threw in a curse word there at the end. Did you see this? Oh, well, do, then don't let me get close to the text line. Nathan because... and Newton, do you see it? Do you see what he said? Goodness. Oh, I see. I can't oh, say that I on see. the air. Nathan, Nathan, you're so inappropriate. Nathan, I can't say that. Grilled swordfish and bacon-wrapped green beans tonight. Outstanding. I know you've had swordfish, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, swordfish is so the, good. It's the best fish. Look Better than salmon and tuna. I, I need to move in next door to Debbie from Ocean Springs. Homemade shrimp and crab bisque last weekend. And she says, Pascagoula is playing Picayune tonight. Go Panthers. i got a good friend that's a big Panthers fan. So, Debbie, I don't mean to be inappropriate. And I know your husband listens to the show, but, Debbie, I think I love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Every picture she sends us, it's like, God. If Debbie was ever on Tender, that needs to be her picture. Uh, I know. Not a picture of herself. I'm sure she's beautiful. Just the food. I mean, you're like, get guys in there. Uh, Jeremy and Columbia are going to grill some burgers and deer sausage while we watch Columbia and past Christiane play for a spot spot in the South State Championship game. Jeremy's in Columbia, so we know who he's uh, cheering for there. Uh, Let's see here. We had a couple more down here, I think. Uh, Maybe not. Oh, nothing on the grill or the smoker, but I did make my great-grandmother's pound cake. For Thanksgiving, Ooh, for some, nice. tomorrow for some family. Our buddy Vance is uh, doing his thing again. By the way, he's got uh, he catches blue crabs oh, uh, yeah. and, and traps all the time. Look at how good those look. Damn, that's something there. Uh, let's see here. So, what's your take? Uh, uh, crab boil versus crawfish boil? Which would you prefer? Yes. But but if you had to pick one, sure. There are two options, Brian. Hey, Dad, you have to pick one. It's a wedding. You're going to an interesting wedding where <laughs> the groom is crabs and the, the wife is crawfish. And, and you've got to check. You got to check one on the RSVP. Let's go. Let's go, let's go crawfish, just because it's a little bit easier. Yeah, I think so too. A little bit easier. Yeah, a little bit easier. Man, we got some good stuff coming. Bacon wrapped jalapenos stuffed with cream cheese. That is just so easy to do and so delicious. And you can't screw them up either. You know, Debbie's husband, JC. <laughs> Sorry, JC. the best gumbo. He'll be making that for Thanksgiving. Good stuff. 
maple brown and sh- maple and brown sugar candied smoked candied beef bacon. Oh, I'm a big beef bacon fan. I've never had it. Oh, it's it's really good. It's not it's not as good, but it's still really really good. Jared from Inverness, cream cheese stuffed pork chops wrapped in bacon. Look at those. we are we have got the the appropriate amount of cream cheese and bacon happening on today's Food Friday. That's what I like to see. I want to see more cream cheese and bacon. That's how you know it's good. Do you see what Bob said, by the way? Who is Bob? Bob, meatloaf on the smoker. Oh, meatloaf listening to Hey Dad singing meatloaf. Well, if, if, if meatloaf was still around, yeah. He's no longer with us. Uh, We're homemade- getting a lot of honks. We appreciate you guys honking at us. Thank you. Kyle's making homemade pizzas tonight in Colorado football. That's right. That's oh, wait. Are right. they playing tonight? Yeah. Are they going to lose again? They might. Walter in LaGrange, Tennessee. Says he's having smoked duck pizzas. Cleaning out the freezer for the upcoming season. I was going to give the recipe. My wife said, heck no. Every duck camp in Mississippi would be making them. Duck? Smoked duck pizza? Yeah, that sounds great. So is he smoking the duck and then putting it on the pizza or doing the whole thing? I think we're putting the the duck and then the pizza. Interesting. I I mean, how different is that than... You know, having meat on your pizza, right? It's all the same. Food Friday. New York strip on the grill tonight with a baked sweet tater and salad. Friday, fried frog legs and crappie with a... That's crappie is a fish. It's not perch. Uh, With a cornbread salad on the side and cooking up a big pot of duck gumbo to have for the cold weather next week. Cleaning the freezer out to make room for this season's critters. Love that. And and so Michael would like us to put out a PSA for people to put up their stupid carts at Walmart. Hey, you listen to me now. If you're not putting up your grocery cart at the at the grocery store, you're a lazy bum, and you're what's wrong with this country. Put your cart up, so bunch of losers. I one of my proudest dad moments so far is I, I subconsciously do it. Like it's not like I, I don't want anybody to see. And now I'm telling the whole state, so I guess I am yeah. kind of a jerk there. But I, I will put carts away if they're like floating in the in the lot. Uh-huh. If I'm pushing mine You'll back to it, I'll grab another That's one. A, you're a good American. So I did that the other day when I had James at the grocery store with me, and as I am grabbing a cart to push it, I just grabbed one. He went to the other like aisle and grabbed one himself and pushed it in there with me. I was like, "Good man, I, yes!" I like I'm Good nailing man. it, but that's a, still that's coming a, in, man. We got great stuff, looking stuff here. French dips from our friend Paige. I have some hot sauce for you. It's in the car. Yes, I get Paige's hot sauce. I finally, have it to you. So we'll we'll do some more of these, and then we do have to talk about some things that have happened with the Bulldog Initiative as well over the last couple of days. It's Sports Talk Mississippi in Oxford. Don't go anywhere. is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. It just hit me, by the way. I'm Michael Borky, oh, Brian Haydad. It, it just hit me that the uh, the Mississippi State Southern Miss game is not on TV tomorrow. That's correct. It is on S. If you are above the age of 50, please listen to what I'm saying to you. This game is not – in fact, I'm not, I'm not making this up. My, my mom called while we were recording or while we were doing the show here, right? Yeah. So I text my wife. I'm like, find out what you wanted. She just needs me to tell her what channel the game is on and what time. Oh, and no. I had told her two weeks ago, I was like, Mom, you're not going to be able to watch this one because you don't have – she has no computer. She has no, no, no internet 
to speak of. She has internet, but not. Yeah. She's not going to figure out streaming. There's no point in it. So, although it, I think you should record you trying to explain to her how to find the game. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just be like, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's on SEC Network Plus. So if you are if you have the SEC Network, your cable package includes SEC Network Plus. You can stream the game. However. Mississippi State plays basketball tomorrow against Washington State at 11 a.m. That is on ESPN+. Plus. That is not the same thing as SEC Network+. Plus. That is a separate paid subscription that you have to pay to watch the basketball game. So they are separate things. It is going to be great when ESPN goes direct-to-consumer. I know it's just another thing you have to pay for, but if, that's all, if all you watch is sports... Then, if, I, if I could get that and Food Network, my that's it. I'm done. I don't need anything else. Do they not have a Food Network Plus where you get like all of Gordon yeah, Ramsay's kitchen nightmares? It's, and, it's that's, that's totally separate. I, I want the diners, drive-ins, and oh, dives. The, the Guy Fieri stuff. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, I, I think everybody, hey, there's another honk. Love it. Um I think it's no secret that they got off to a bad start in the in the NIL space. Correct. They it, got it off to a bad start. The, the initial idea to start with baseball um, is shocking, frankly. But that is no longer the, the case. They have uh, had some momentum over the last couple of days. So uh, tell us more, because there, there's been a lot of talk about NIL funds or lack thereof at, at Mississippi State over the last couple of years. And now that they're entering a coaching search, people are, are talking about it saying, well, who's going to take that job? There's no NIL money. Uh, so what would your response be to that, and what has been the Bulldogs' initiative response this week? Well, I've been saying it for the, for a while now that you know Mississippi State is in a good spot uh, NIL-wise, that – Zach Selman made it a personal priority of his to take over, because you mentioned it. The, the previous administration, let's just call it a, a spade a spade, they dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they talked about doing things differently and unsustainable models instead of just getting out there and beating the pavement and getting donors. Zach Selman has not taken that approach. He is like, he, every, every time he talks to, to a group, it's, it's important that you join the Bulldog Initiative. And it has paid off uh, a, a lot. Uh, there was an article from On3 today uh, saying that Mississippi State's sitting around $5 million. Now, that, that one thing I know about Charlie Winfield is he is never, ever, ever, ever going to give you the real number. Uh, Nor I, should he. But I do believe that number is that's low. I think Mississippi State's sitting a little higher than that. And they've just started this new uh, pledge campaign called the Winning Drive, whereby they have a group of donors who have committed to donate a million dollars in matching donations. So they are chal- Who are they and are oh. they um I mean are, are they, they fans of to, Sports Talk Mississippi? Yeah, are they looking to support a uh Well, first off, a, I agree. a father of a 4-year-old that that needs Why well, can't a father of a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old get Well, at this point, you know. I mean, I, it's easier to sell the little kids. Why don't you and I work together? The other guy doesn't need me. Hey, the teenager can work, right? I mean, kind of. <laughs> I hear. Anyway, you. They have a it's, it's a it's a matching donation. So state will raise a million, and then these two guys will come in with another million. So that'll put. I think when we get, you know, that 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 process should take you know another month or so. I would tell you that by the time you get to the like, the real heart of the portal, Mississippi State should be sitting on close to ten million in in terms of uh, nil money. 
and they're going to need it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of um, the, the nature of the beast, and, and I know people don't like talking about this. I, I understand. I mean, the, we had the conversation earlier about the, the possibility of Ole Miss having a bunch of players back, and, and frankly, what they're going to have to do when the season ends is negotiate with a lot of their players. They're going to uh, – Quinshawn Judkins, I would be shocked if he's not currently being tampered with. They're, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, seriously, it, it's, it's what you have to do. You enter the contract negotiation phase, and so Mississippi State's going to hire a new football coach that new football coach is going to come in and, and look at his roster and think i got oh, a, lot, I need a lot to, of work to do i got some work and that's not to even do. talking about the, the quality of the talent it's just you lose a lot of guys lose a lot of guys and you, know, you got to replace 200 tackles in the middle of your defense you got to replace linebackers Preston. aren't cheap brother gotta, i mean well, the, the price tag that the former old miss linebacker that is now at auburn you know depending yeah, on who you believe not cheap. is is pretty high and the other thing you ever call is this you know if you want to get a head football coach you want to get a good coach you better have a big number. Mm-hmm. You better be able to tell him, hey, we've got seven, eight million dollars, nine, ten million dollars. You tell him you've got two million dollars, he's gonna be like, hey, we're going to play in the SEC. Why? Why would I leave? I'm not gonna go into that situation. So, kudos. I don't think people give Charlie Winfield enough credit because almost single handedly he pulled State out of the abyss here. You had an athletic director who just wasn't concerned about NIL, didn't want to deal with it, and Charlie Winfield woke up one morning and was like, I guess I'll do it then, and has put Mississippi State into a position where they can be competitive with everybody that's you – know, are they competitive with Alabama and Georgia? No. When have they ever been competitive with those schools in recruiting? Can they be competitive with the Kentucky, South Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss of the world? Yes, they absolutely can. And the next step to this – is um, getting something, and here's what I mean by that. So, you know, we've we've had both directors of the collectives on before, and hey, I was off when you had Charlie on. Has he talked about donor fatigue yet? Is that a thing that he's? Uh... I've talked with Selman about it. I don't think I've talked with Charlie about it because when we had Charlie on a couple weeks ago, he, you know, you got to think about in terms of donor fatigue. Asking state to do nil is kind of new. Yeah, it's been going on less than a year. <laughs> So, but but Selman, you know, he real, he recognized, especially with him, because he still wants people to donate to the Bulldog Club. So, you know, everybody has to find their balance. They mm-hmm. have to find, okay, I'm willing to spend this much here and 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 this much there, and that's that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah, the the next stage for uh, for for Mississippi State and all collectives, and I mean, I think you would agree with this. Ole Miss has more of of this thing that I'm talking about, where you you buy something and that something goes to. Collective, or they have like a, a deal with Delta, where pe- mm-hmm. you know players and families get free flights and all that stuff. The the next thing to combat donor fatigue for all collectives is like merchandise, right? And partnerships with local businesses and and food until and we get to a point where like the that. universities can partner with the collectives yeah. and turn it into hey, your bulldog initiative is is your bulldog club. And so it gets you your seats, and it gets you your, your your upgraded tickets, and it gets you this, that, and the other. Until that day comes, yeah. And State's doing a little bit of that this weekend. I think they've got some uh, some 90s, the interlocking MSU, some jerseys, and some helmets to give away. Yeah, I think experiences could become a thing where if you if you like, it's difficult to get athletes to donate, but yeah. could you get them to donate their time? Could you say mm-hmm. you don't have to give any money, but let's say if somebody donates. We, we, we'll do a, a raffle or something, and somebody gets to come out to Dallas and spend a day at Dallas Cowboys training camp with Dak Prescott. You know, we'll pay for all that, and you just have to allow it to happen. Right. Dak might be more willing to do that than to come off of money. 
Somebody said if, if State has on the text line here, if State has $10 million in the NIL account in one month, I'll sprout wings and fly. A lot of water toting going on right now. I don't, I mean, I could have misheard you. I don't think you said they raised $10 million in a month. No, I said they'll be around $10 million. Total. I think, yes. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But if that's. Uh, but if, if, if you just. You, you can just get around and just say, hey, Dad, I think you're lying. You could just put that on there. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, and we got another text here. What does oh. Ole Miss have? I, I, do, I don't know. Nobody I, is going I, to I tell you. Um, I, I do know that they really. they. If you tell somebody how much money you have, what's the first question they ask? Well, how much of that can I get? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, revealing how much money you have also doesn't help Poor. you tell people. You know, we need more. Well, wait, you just told me you had $15 million. What are you talking about? You, you need, need more, more, yeah. Oh, and then on top of that, then you have players who once they find out, okay, they've got this much, well, that's what I'm asking for then. Yeah. Well, they've got $10 million. I could ask for a million dollars. They got that for me. I'm worth that. No. No. you got to keep that. you got to keep that. Like, how much money does Super Talk have? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. How don't much money know. does your business have? I don't I mean you might own the business. Well if it's know. publicly traded, I guess you find out and you find out one way or the other. There's always there's always books being cooked somewhere though. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so it's it's inter- it's very it's vital that Mississippi State in this time be competitive there. And and you know, if you want to know how much money a, a collective has, look at their portal and recruiting class. Yeah. Is Mississippi State successful in getting a, a key linebacker, a couple key linebackers maybe, a, a quarterback out of the portal, then a running back possibly, or whatever they need. If they're successful, if they get those and like the guy that they targeted, and if they're able to get all those guys, well, then it stands to reason that there's a financial reason for that. That's when we'll know how strong the, the collectives truly are. I, I, I know that... State fans are very pleased with how things have gone lately. I know Ole Miss fans are very comfortable with the structure um, and the efficiency in which theirs is running. But you'll know all of those things when player acquisition time comes. Because that's how you acquire players in college sports today and always, if we're being honest, is money drives the world. It's true. 601-879-4395 is the text line. We will be right back. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Had a lot of fun. Oh. Am I on? I'm on. I'm on. You're Sorry. On, I can't on. hear myself, though. My ears are broken. I'm Michael Borky, and by broken, I mean I didn't turn them on. It's my fault. Technically not very sound today. That's okay. We're having fun, though, at Holly Jolly Holidays here in Oxford. Gets underway uh, tomorrow. Starts tomorrow during the football game, but after the game's over, and still plenty game, of going on. Right. Santa's, uh, and, you know, knock on wood, the game, uh, sorry, Lane, uh, should be over rather quickly. Let's, let's hope it's painless, right? It That's should. I mean, for. again, uh, sorry, Lane, but uh, it, it will go that way uh, tomorrow. But, so we talked about that earlier. Yes. What else is going on? 
All right, so um, it's a big weekend here. Not only are we open in Holly Jolly Holidays um, in the ice rink, um, we've got the square lighting on Sunday nights. We want everybody to come out. We have a TV show here um, that is going to be filming all the festivities in Oxford um, as we kick off. It's called Small Town Christmas, and it airs on Fox Business, and it will air December 16th. So you can see yourself on TV maybe if you're out and about in Oxford this weekend. Um, but, yeah, then Holly Jolly, it runs not just this weekend, but all all the way until January the seventh. So, by, by the way, this is Kimmy Ferris, uh, executive director of Visit Oxford. Didn't mention that earlier okay. because I was losing my mind. Well, I was so. here an hour ago, so uh, you know that's all right. Everybody, everybody knows who you are. Uh, do they? You're, you, oh, okay. You've been on with us enough times. Yeah, and I've been like, here a few times. If nothing else, they're like, "That's the Visit Oxford." Lady. That, that's that's me. Yeah, I'll so. take it. <laughs> it's it's great that these holidays, that the way you guys have set it up, that it just lasts. I mean, it's not just a one weekend kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. If because there are people who are like, I can't make it to Oxford right. this weekend, but sure. I want to. I can get up there for this. That that's, that's right. a good job of planning there. Yeah. Well, you know, the the whole point of it is really just to get people to come into town, support our businesses, and enjoy Oxford. It's the the city does such a good job of celebrating Christmas with the Christmas lights around the square. All the businesses really kind of go overboard here. We love Christmas, and so um, at the tourism office, we just decided to kind of build on that a few years ago and um, now Christmas is is kind of becoming a time to visit here so that is what we're pushing our students go home and so if you are a big fan of Oxford and you can't get in those restaurants when you come up for mm-hmm. football game weekends come back on an off weekend you'll get a great rate at a hotel and um, you can eat in pretty much any restaurant so. I, I know uh, the the people of Oxford love the students and it wouldn't look like this without the students Correct. but um, Oxford is great Oxford is greater when they're not here is it? I mean, you know. I'm well, because I, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm 31 going on 51, and yeah. I just when I get to be here when the students are, it, it's just so much more peaceful. I, I tell people and it's I, like you know when you go to the beach in the fall. Yes. And yes. You're like yeah. Man, the weather's great. There's nobody yelling at their nobody kids here. next to me. Yeah. You know, it, that is would, that yeah. is Oxford Same thing. in living the in, off season. Living in a college town, yeah. living in Starkville, like it's it's so noticeable. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like you say, you want your students yeah. here. Oh gosh. But yeah. but you know, you yeah. get you get those you get in the restaurants a little bit quicker. And, There's yeah, no question so about that. That's kind of what we're pushing. You know, come. We, that's why we spread it out. Um, we do it so that the students can enjoy it before they leave, and then we have time. You know, um, when they're when they're not here, we want other families to be able to come all across the, the area. So, um, you know, we have really great sponsors here in Oxford. Nicholas Ayers presenting um, our Holly Jolly Holiday. So we're really thankful for them. Couldn't couldn't really happen without them. And then um, Northeast Spark, our internet provider here, um, they are always quick to sponsor anything that we do. And then um, Magnolia Rental. So we've we've just got a lot of of good sponsors. And Campbell Clinic came on this year. As a new sponsor, sponsor for us, um, they're new to town. They're orthopedic office, so we were glad to have them as well. So Oxford's great, and Oxford's great all the time. But <laughs> I, I would like to know uh, how different your job is, as goofy as this is going to sound, okay. when the football team's good. Look, um, it doesn't hurt anything when the football team's good. It doesn't hurt um, my job. It doesn't hurt uh, real estate agents' jobs. I mean, really, anybody. Um, it, it it is it is probably better it's a little bit more fun um i mean winning's always fun no matter what um so yeah it, it does help i have always said oxford's an easy place to sell especially if we can get people here if you come once you, you want to come back and i feel like that's really the case for the whole state of mississippi we're not really 
understood very yeah. well until you come here. And then people are like, man, they're so nice. Everybody's, mm-hmm. the food's so good, you know. So um, we're not that different from other places in Mississippi in that respect. But, yeah, of course, Oxford's special, and we want people to come, whether the team's good or not. We only got a few, uh, like about a minute left here, but I see the uh, the Christmas parade on uh, December the fourth. Oh yes, is Richard the uh, Grand Marshal? Oh, you know what? I don't think he is. Ah, he struck out again. I bet that all of his kids are in it. In oh, I would be willing to bet that. That's, that's easy money. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, um, so they you could probably see all the cross kids. Maybe even Richard. He could be the Grinch. Could he? He could pull that off. No, uh, not yeah. Richard. Yeah, Never. Have you? Have you? Well. <laughs> You, you, I've only seen that side of Richard maybe like once. Real He's quick, usually pretty you, nice you, you, you let that camera go out for a second. You'll <laughs> see the, the the side of him. So th- this TV show again, Fox Business. Yes. When is it expected to air? It you is going to air on December the sixteenth at two o'clock. Awesome. And again on the twenty yeah. third. Two o'clock Eastern. So yes. here in Mississippi, yeah, one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, one o'clock. Good Penny, call. thank you so much for having Absolutely. us. Great we stuff. Love thank you. Here. Thank we you love all. coming. For Richard Cross, who's in Boca, Michael Borky, he's Brian Haydad. Enjoy your weekend of football, guys. Next time you hear from us, it's Egg Bowl week. Get your mind right. <laughs> Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer services.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.